What is up, everybody? You are listening to Suds Buds, the show where good buds talk good suds with the wonderful workers of the beer industry. I'm your host, Eric Anderson. As always, in studio with me, co-host of this wonderful show, Mr. Nate Uppadel. Woo! I missed it. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks, buddy. What's going on? It's been a minute. Uh, been good, man. Just, you know, going through the, the whole holiday season. Yeah. You know, time, even though time's kind of seemed, like, irrelevant lately um this this last week i honestly have no idea what day it is anymore it's weird it feels weird and also like i I said it's been a while because you know for the people listening it's not like we were void of any content last week we dropped a very fun holiday episode but Mm -hmm. uh we pre-recorded that we actually haven't been in studio here for a couple weeks so Mm -hmm. it feels good to be back at it and somebody even won a bottle of hot sauce somebody did win a bottle of hot sauce i'm glad you brought it up <laughs> uh yeah if you listen to the holiday episode we had a special raffle for uh the bottle of hot sauce that me and nate made suds buds official the burninator it's our second suds buds hot sauce and we have a winner nate the percussionist <laughs> himself can i get a drum roll <sighs> I don't know if that comes through. And the winner is Patrick Bookler. Hey! Shout out to Pat, friend of the show, coworker of Nate and myself. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone who all, shared the hot sauce link. All Mucho around, appreciated. All um, around, he's a general sweetheart. That boy, great guy. <laughs> Pat, thank you, thank you for supporting us as you always do gifting us with uh, great beers as you always do and uh, the least we can do is return the favor here so in addition to hopefully enjoying this episode you're also going to be having a bottle of the burninator from mm. the suds buds in your fridge so yeah thanks again pat and uh we'll get that bottle to you very soon um so that kind of does it i think for good housekeeping stuff other than that um we dropped the holiday episode last week um yep Heard from a couple people they appreciated it just during their travels on those icy <laughs> roads. Um, but yeah, man, you have yourself a, a good little Christmas? Yeah. Um, my my family went on a little trip for their thing. Um, I ended up hanging out at their house watching the dog. Okay. Uh, Mordecai. He's uh, he's a little shit, but I you love don't him. seem too bummed about it. I was not. Uh, Mordecai is great. He he just he's one of those dogs that just likes to sleep. Like, that's his whole thing. He wakes up whenever you open a fridge, tries to get some scraps, and then goes back to bed. Sure. You know, one of those. Um, but, yeah, just watched uh, watched the, the Jim Carrey Grinch, as is tradition. Um, watched some Home Alone. Actually, during the Grinch, the my parents' Christmas tree fell down in the other room. Jeez. Uh, so it was one of those, like, felt like a 3D ride or, like, a roller coaster where, like, shit's happening around you that's happening on the screen which was kind of cool like maybe maybe jim carrey's in my living room jim carrey don't please don't break into my house Um. (laughs) please don't do that don't break into mine either i don't want to be guilty by association i feel like you put a hex on us i feel like now jim carrey's gonna break into both of our houses (laughs) jim carrey's gonna bust through the window in the studio here (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that's okay i'm jim carrey (laughs) It's a great Jim He's Carrey impression. Spill red all over us. No notes. That's a Jim Carrey impression right there. <laughs> Whew. 
Uh, so yeah, Grinch, Fallen Christmas Trees, Mordecai. It sounds pretty all right. Yeah, it was all right. Drank a lot of Tom and Jerry's. Nice. That's yeah. uh, I'm glad that's a staple for you too. Oh, that's actually first year. Really? Um, yeah. It never really been. You know, I was always an eggnog brandy kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but this year, um, one of my Christmas presents was a cocktail kit from the distillery in my hometown. Oh, nice. Uh, shout out to 10,000 Drops Distillery. Fantastic people. They very got cool. that barrel-aged gin. I think I have brought it tried. around. Have yeah. tried. Very good stuff. Um, but uh, they made a little Tom and Jerry kit with their spiced rum. Okay. And apparently one of their, or a couple of their regulars make this Tom and Jerry mix for them. So it's That's like a home, cool. homemade recipe that they put out in these boxes. So it's like do you get the batter and then a bottle of rum or is it all yeah okay yeah batter and a bottle of rum that's awesome man i I love that that's that's one of those drinks that's got a very short window for me yep but i love it so much like i'm i'm over it now i (laughs) i will i'm i'm done with eggnog for the year but like i'm 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 the early (laughs) crowd like thanksgiving time when the nog hits the shelves like i'm snagging it i'm spiking it with some some brandy Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, making it happen. Stirring it with a little cinnamon stick, garnishing with some nutmeg. It's I got to, how we do. I got like half a jar of the nut, of the batter left. Yeah. So like, I got to get through it. You got to get. You know, through I'm it. not gonna hold it, but like also that's you know, at least like ten more Tom and Jerry's that I gotta make. Well, I'll put it this way: I'm not gonna be going out and getting more eggnog. But if you need help, if you want to have just like <laughs> a a morning of uh of nog and some pool on like a Sunday, I'm down. Damn, I'm there. that sounds pleasant as hell. Let's do it. I'll make some French toast. Oh, can you make French toast with Tom and Jerry batter? We're about to find out. I I think we just got ourselves a brunch scheduled for next Sunday, Nathan. We're going to do a brunch podcast next week. <laughs> I'm so down. Hell yeah. Cool, man. Well, that sounds like a pretty solid Christmas. I don't think uh, I can poke any holes in that. That's, uh, that's pretty go. perfect. Please don't poke holes in my tradition. <laughs> that I'm here to poke holes in people's <laughs> Christmas. That'd be, I'm not trying to be the Grinch here. Oh, there you go. What about you? What'd you do? Uh, jeez. Like, <laughs> well, I know it wasn't gonna be as interesting as my thing, so like, I figured we could brush over it. You, you sound like a dad, like giving me a ride home after I screwed up at school. Like, okay, what'd you do? <laughs> that's, the, that's the exact vibe I was going for, actually. Uh, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. I hope my Christmas wouldn't disappoint you. I wasn't disappointed. It was. It was pretty solid. I saw the immediate fam we kept it very simple and 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 brief and just pleasant you know not a lot of no extended family this year would have loved to have seen them but with everything going on even just seeing immediate family was like a lot for me you know yeah um but it was fun yeah ate some really good food food was like the highlight for me and i think that's something i've realized like i can't pinpoint when the transition happened but like as a kid you're always like waiting for now now it's time to open presents you know what i mean yep and it's like i forget about that like there's a little bit of an age gap between me and my brother and he's still got a little bit of that where i think he you know he really likes the that element of surprise and the gifts and stuff but um i mean that's cool it's a part of it but for me it's like when they say (laughs) dinner's 10 minutes out that's where i'm like okay game time like that's (laughs) This is what I've trained for. Yep. I'm here. And also, too, like, I was kind of raised in the kitchen. So just uh, 
ha- being able to have had three meals with my immediate family and been a part of making them and it was really cool my family's also they've always kind of been the type to just kind of buck tradition and conventions so our <laughs> holiday dinners tend to be a little weird like i think christmas a couple years ago we made like squid sashimi like oh, we, we've done some weird weird shit on christmas um but this year it was like we had a really good um it was like some pasta with some shrimp the first night and then the second day it was like i think we had chicken thighs and a, a like roasted chicken thighs and a salad for lunch and then the closer was um mussels with rice and some Ooh. green beans and that was just like i just came back feeling cleansed like you know what i mean <laughs> it's just yep just eating really good just good conversation over a meal like i came home just feeling very refreshed so as far as like christmas traditions and stuff there wasn't really i mean there was some gifts you know we opened some presents but there wasn't any you know there was no church service there was no secret santa there was no nothing extravagant like that it was just a lot of good meals sure a lot of good conversation good cocktails playing with the cats <laughs> um yeah man it was it was pretty awesome uh thank you for asking no no complaints no <laughs> all complaints. right no complaints. can't poke any holes in that one <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs> well uh Sounds like pretty solid on both ends. We hope everyone listening had a good time. Hope you're all staying warm. We're recording this on a Tuesday right now, just before the new year. Uh, this will be dropping on Thursday, and it's kind of a chilly, snowy night. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were actually fortunate enough to have uh, been blessed with an in-studio guest tonight hey. who drove through the snow, uh, spent uh, an hour or so with us, probably a couple hours in our living room, and... <laughs> um, sampling some wonderful beers i can't think of any better time than now to introduce them do i have to do another drum roll Uh, i'll let you let Uh, you slide on this one we'll save it for later welcome to the show mr ryan peak thank you nice to be here what's going on ryan oh man just happy to be out here it's been a while so for people listening ryan and myself we first met each other a number of years ago yeah probably like set six seven or six years probably ago. six yeah yeah pretty crazy to think about that but uh i was uh but a wee lad starting at a liquor store um in golden valley up a highway 55 in winnetka known as the liquor barrel yeah and um ryan kind of was like he he was the dude that kind of broke me in in a lot of ways um uh, uh, a good a good uh co-worker a good peer a good a good trainer but also a good friend i remember just you know I appreciate that yeah <laughs> we we got we had some fun we had some fun working there yeah i was about sure. to say got into some trouble but i don't think we ever did we, we just never got caught <laughs> <laughs> therefore never we, got into trouble we, we had a lot of fun we <laughs> uh yeah from disc golfing to you taking me to some of your your yeah. weird little uh antique spots oh i remember yeah um yeah to other stuff we're not going to talk about on the podcast but uh <laughs> alcohol is a 21 plus beverage please drink responsibly <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah and weed's still not legal in minnesota <laughs> i know <laughs> um but yeah man uh times are good how have you been i feel like we haven't we never cut cut that tie but our our communication is now 
little fewer and further between yeah. than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, with with relationships and stuff like that, people, you're moving away a little bit further away now. Yeah. Um, I don't see you as often, but no, I always like to keep in touch with people that were like good friends. So like, I really think that you're a good friend, and um, it's just nice to uh, have you reach out to me and like do this because we're you know the beer industry together. Yeah, it's man. It's really cool. Um, I have a lot of friends that all work in the beer industry, so it's nice to, uh, to you know, different breweries, and you, you meet people from every different type of place. Totally. Yeah. I, it's just really nice. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, worth mentioning that uh, you, you have a unique role compared to some of our guests we have on the show. A lot of our guests are... Um, you know, they're on the payroll of one particular brewery. You know, this is kind of the show where we talk to the wonderful workers of the beer industry. Um, but you are kind of our first. Actually, no, I'm just going to say it. Retail expert, right? I mean, sure. Where yes. it's like you're kind of our. Um, you're the only beer buyer we've I'm, had on the show. I, before. I have you're... no bias towards anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have a bias towards good beer. Yeah, but at yep. the end of the day, you're still a beer lover, you know. I think Absolutely. you're your yep. hand, hands down the the person that was the most influential in getting me into craft beer. I think. Okay, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, because I I'd had I I I dipped my toes in that water before I met you, but it wasn't until I worked at that liquor store that I you know you really pushed me to try some really weird out there stuff like i've talked about the first time i tried cuvée de jacobin on the show before like mm-hmm. that was that was something that ryan put on me like i <laughs> yeah. think you've, you've been mentioned on the show before it's uh yeah so to have it come full circle and have you sitting here with us today and being able to sample some beers with you it's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's awesome yeah you you came into the perfect time too with their beer industry which is starting to boom and just like all this new stuff was coming out yeah um like people are trying new things people are putting fruit in beer for the first time yep and yeah, it was really cool to try all these new things, you know, with you. And we sampled some beers every night when we worked sometimes. So sours started to become something that people were chasing. Like, you know, it became more than just like, um, I love craft beer meant more than just being an IPA lover. Right. Yes, for sure. Um, and I think that was kind of cool too, is to, you know, that would have been 2015 or so. And, uh, you're not a huge IPA guy. I'm so, not, no. But you're a big craft beer guy. <laughs> I'm a big craft beer guy. The IPAs, for me, just aren't my favorite. But once you get into that higher ABV ones, they're very, very good. So I, I like the the high malt, high ABV. Those are good to me. Just the, the lower, I regular IPAs just aren't my thing. For sure. Yeah. I think, well, I don't want to, you know, teaser here, spoil too much going on. I think we got one IPA on the the roster for tonight. Yeah, um, we haven't even we haven't even drank a beer yet since we've been on the air. I suppose we should probably true. mention to people what uh, we what we're some, doing tonight. We got some work to do here. Well, Nate, I think it's only appropriate that you kind of tell us what's going on since you were kind enough to pick this up for us. Yeah. So what we got up tonight is we've got the Crowler Crate um, from the lovely folks at the Beer Dabbler. Um, for the holiday season, they put together a little, I think it's 12 crawlers, um, crate hundred bucks, one hell of a deal. Um, when I was, they're doing it through Certix, I believe. Um, 
and they when I was there picking it up, they still had some left. So I would highly suggest picking it up. Um, a lot of great beers from a lot of kind of harder to get to breweries um, if you're around Certix. Um, got some stuff from way up north. We got stuff from Rochester that you don't see a lot. Um, real good deal, and also good way to support you know the beer dabbler who is been a huge part of this community for a while um yeah we're gonna have some fun tonight i couldn't have said it better and one thing i want to just kind of touch on real quick we did opt to pre-taste some of the beers before we went on air yeah yeah and i don't know i i don't i don't want to speak for our uh our gigantic audience here but uh I, I, you know, sometimes diving into beers that people can't taste along with us, like, especially when we're doing 12 in one go, it's a lot. And our last Dabbler episode was kind of fun. We broke it into a two-parter. Mm-hmm. But with us staying in the theme of doing 12 episode seasons, releasing 12 packs, um, I think rolling this all into one episode is more beneficial to us being able to get hopefully more uh more guests on the road yeah so uh yeah we opted to try a handful of these beers beforehand um so i'm just going to kind of go down the line here of what we tried if that's cool before we dive into another one um so our first one here on the list was um a little thistle it was uh scottish ale it was uh these are all crawlers again um and yeah this was the brave woman and it was a delicious beer um it was my favorite so far, and I believe it was Nate's favorite as well. Yeah. Um, came out at a 4.3 for me, 4.3 for Nate as well, and a 3.6 for Ryan. You also liked it, and you uh, oh, yeah. used to live in Rochester. Yeah, for a little bit. I used to do concrete down there. Um, <clears throat> I, li- I live close to a couple of breweries down there. Um, I, I would go to every so often, but this one I don't think was there when I was down there. So, uh, no, but I had really enjoyed this one. Um, and we were talking Forager before the show. Forager, yeah. I gotta believe if that would have been there when you lived there, that would have probably <laughs> been a local uh, hangout of yours. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, very cool. Rochester's got pretty cool beer scene down there. So, uh, yeah, so far, um, Little Thistle, Brave Woman, Scottish Ale. That's been uh, me and Nate's favorite beer. Um Another beer that we tried before we recorded was uh, Montgomery Brewing's Porter. It was a peanut butter porter. It was... I'm sorry, peanut buster porter? Oh, it is. It's a peanut buster porter. uh, Yeah, it was was pretty good. It was was a little darker than a beer that uh, Nate and I tried earlier this afternoon. We had a beer from Belching Beaver that was a nitro uh, peanut butter milk stout. Mm-hmm. that i will still say is the best um it, it, it's the best peanut butter beer i've ever had really yeah i okay. think it's uh was it oceanside california or i did not get much of a look at the bottom it's, it's, i was playing a lot of mario golf at the time southern california nitro milk stout with peanut butter very good i don't want to knock montgomery but just having had two peanut butter beers today having sampled two yep this one's not as good it, I mean, it hit all the notes. It was, you know, it's a peanut butter porter. It's been a pretty popular style, um, honestly, since I got into this, into craft brewery. Maybe it was um, the nitro that was made an unfair assessment for me. 
That could be. Um, I mean, that one was softer like that. Yeah. yeah. It was almost like chocolate milk. Yeah. Not the Montgomery, <laughs> the one from Belching Beaver. Yeah. Don't want to sound like I'm knocking this beer. I gave it a 3.2. Didn't hate it. Um, Nate gave it a 3. Ryan, you gave it a 3.4. I think we all kind of generally enjoyed it, but it, it didn't wow any of us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a peanut butter porter. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of places do them now. Yes. Especially in Minnesota. Yeah. Correct. It, uh, yeah, it's style, it never fails to sell. Um, yeah, after that, though, we uh, we went over to Portage Brewing Company. Um, and they're out of Walker, Minnesota. Actually, uh, got uh, some family that's got a cabin up there. Spent some time mm. up in Walker as a kid fishing. Um, beautiful up there. But yeah, this was uh, the Double Dry Hop New England IPA, the welcome sounds that we tried. And that was a pretty big uh, hazy IPA. Didn't taste as big as it was. Super soft. Um, I gave it a 3.6. was the highest score out of the group, which I'm not a huge hazy guy. Yep. Um, Ryan, you gave it a 3.1. Nate, you gave it a 3.3. Any thoughts on that one? Um, I mean, I think... Uh... I've said it a lot. Um, I'm kind of, you know, hazied out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think we're all. But I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of good hazies out there. Um, but this one, I don't know. It was just, it was nice. It was light. Um, pretty smooth, actually. I think that has a lot to do with, you know, the oat or the flaked oats mm, for the yep. brewing process. Um, yeah. What did that one say? It was. Uh, yeah, malted golden and flaked oats. Yeah. So it really smoothed it out. Um, I could have used a little more carbonation in it. I know it's a low-carb style, but, you know. Very low IBUs on that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very oh, yeah. low. Yeah. Uh, 25. 25, yeah. 25 for a double dry hop. That's... It was a little light. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would have liked a little bit higher ABV on that one for being a like a hazy IPA like that. but Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all around it was it was a solid hazy. Yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about that one. I mean, it's not one that I'm gonna be able to remember. I don't think and be like, oh, this portage I or hazy I had from portage was fantastic, but mm-hmm. it it wasn't bad. And I've heard a lot of good things about portage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I don't know. It was fine. We really got to hit like a northern Minnesota <laughs> brew trip. I mean, we've talked about that that golden goose that Ursa Minor is, but I think that could be a whole whole thing um i'm coming for you jack pine yeah we got actually got a fun road trip to talk about later in this episode ryan's got a cool story to tell us but uh getting through this list of the pre-show beers um our next one up was one that i tried before but was new to you guys it's from ven it was uh an imperial fruited sour um from their cosmosis series it was a five alive um and it was nine percent so pretty big for a sour yes <laughs> uh, i think that was the you know we're kind of reading this in just the order that the uh the literature that yep. the beer dabbler gave us but i think that was the first beer we tried tonight it was yes uh, so you know starting your night off with a nine percent sour <laughs> that means you're ready to party right <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah uh no that's a play on uh an old juice right yeah so it's a play on an old soft drink i i tried it i brought it in for um uh co-host of the show last season dustin the huge sour head um shout out dustin miss you man um brought it in uh and he sampled it at work um 
last season and uh yeah he really liked it we were just kind of like on a you know we were doing the suds buds thing we were always yeah. picking up beer and we were having a lot of weird shifties and this was one of them but uh yeah it's based on an old soft drink from the 80s that kind of went over our heads us both being <laughs> 90s babies and ryan you said you weren't familiar with it either five I, alive I don't remember it yeah at all and i was born in 83 so yeah it's um i don't know it's uh Ven says here, throw one back in celebration of Ven's sudsy take on the tasty throwback. Um, so if if you know anything about Five Alive, have any weird stories about Five Alive and are listening, uh, you know, tag us on Instagram, drop a DM and let us know what's <laughs> up with this drink. E- uh, email us at sudsbudspod at gmail.com. I'm super curious because all I really know about this is what I've gotten from Google Images. So. <laughs> And it looks weird. Like it, it looks like in that same realm as like the like the ecto cooler and like the Tang era. Tang era yeah. for sure. Yeah, like, I always loved the orangutan commercials. Like it was just an orangutan with weird stretchy arms. Like, yeah. Did, did so Five much. Alive come in powder form? Please email us if you have an answer to that <laughs> right? question. Um, but yeah, not uh, not a bad beard. Did I give us our scores on that one yet? No, not yet. Um, so I gave it a 3.4. It was my second time trying it kind of about the same as the first time. It was fine. Um, Ryan, you gave it a three, one, Nate, you gave it a three. Yep. Uh, what was kind of the consensus on it? I guess, um, for me, it was just kind of, I don't know. There was just a whole lot going on in there. Um, also I, I think maybe if I had drank it after some things that was kind of going from zero to 60 real quick yeah yeah um i'm glad you said tang though ryan because now that you said that it's like i totally get that just like that bomb of like citrus you know vitamin c taste yeah like it's like you want to almost like an x-ray of what it's doing to your insides like it feels like (laughs) it can like melt holes and something you know i don't know i I mean it kind of sounded like that kind of looked like it yeah like tasted similar to emergency and i that sounds terrible, but <laughs> like good emergency. Yeah, good yeah. emergency. That's nine percent exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. It was, it was all right. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was very citrusy, more lemony than a lot I was, of lemon than I thought. Yeah, a lot of lemon and just a lot of orange fruit. Like every type of orange fruit that you can peel, like clementine, tangerine, they threw it all in there. Yeah. How, how many? How many f- orange fruits that we can peel? Can we name? Go. Uh, tangerine grapefruit. clementine grapefruit orange damn it guys help me i, I don't know any more <laughs> than that ripe grapefruit oh, oh okay well what about unripe grapefruit <laughs> un, un, unripe grapefruit unripe grapefruit Poema. all right ryan wins okay um <laughs> uh we uh after that we only drank one more I make it sound like we didn't do anything. We only drank one more beer before we started recording this podcast. Um, it was from Barrel Theory. Uh, fine folks out of oh, St. Yeah. Paul. Um, yeah, go check them out. They're right over, right across from the Gopher Bar, yeah? Yep. Yeah, they make some really good stuff. Um, if you're into hazies or sours, you're probably going to love them. Um, but we tried a phenomenal beer from them. It was a sour ale with blackberry and passion fruit called the Dress Flannel, which... Also, I loved that can and just the the name. It was, and their description on it here, like, uh, perfect for making a statement, just like that nice flannel you save for pe- special occasions. Like, it was, 
they're self-aware of their beers. They know what they're doing. This was a, a, a fruited sour with lactose, and it poured super smooth, super purple. heavy. Purple. Yeah, exactly. Deep, deep purple. Um, Ryan, what did you think of that? I loved it. Yeah, it was probably my favorite beer. I think I rated it the highest of, of all the beers we tried before this started. I think you did. Yeah, yeah. You gave that a 3.9. So that was yeah. uh, your favorite second was so far, your Scottish. I, I mean, there's yeah, a lot to try. We got a lot of work. A lot of work ahead of us. Yeah. What do you think of it? I really liked it, man. I think I had that as my second favorite with a 3.9, just slightly behind... Um, yeah, little thistle Scottish sure. ale at a four yeah, three. Yeah, you, I remember you. I knew that one on first how much sip. You, though. First sip, you love that one. Yeah, dude, I love Scottish ales. Like Scottish ales and black IPAs are those beers where it's like if I go into a tap room and I belly up at the bar and they have one of those on tap, yeah. I'm gonna get like a ten ounce and that's how I'm gonna start out. Um, but well, yeah, this sour was. This is an exception to the rule where I think I'm vocal, but maybe not as vocal about disliking lactose and beers as you are i know it's a stark contrast to dustin last season he loved like stuff from like drecker and junkyard like those heavy sours and they've got their time and place some of them are okay but it's really not your jam (laughs) yeah jam i mean that's roughly (laughs) (laughs) roughly the color and consistency yeah no it actually this one was i didn't have high hopes um like i said lactose is kind of a buzzword for me i'm like eh. it it fills out the body it you know kind of weighs you down a little bit that's you know as dustin would always say subjectively um but this one actually it, i was pleasantly surprised i thought the lactose did really balance it out um like it had that good sour punch right at the beginning and then kind of leveled off into a nice smooth finish um, I thought they did it well, um, but again, not a style I go for. for not sure. one you could have too many ounces of. <laughs> no, and that is a big part of my my rating system. Yeah, for sure. But uh, not your least favorite beer so far. No. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you like uh, glug gluggy heavy sours, um, check out Barrel Theory's Dress Flannel. Hell yeah. Um, that wraps it up for our beers that we... Uh, drink before the recording so we kind of gave our front runners so far we'll keep you posted uh at the end of the show with what our favorites are but uh yeah without further ado we're gonna proceed with the beard abler season five uh crowler crate um we're gonna take a quick little break and our next beer up will be from arbiter yeah What is up, everybody? We're back on Suds Buds. Yar with Arbiter. Yar, Biter. Yar. What are we drinking, Natey? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> We've got Knocked Rider, a Schwartz beer. See, it would have been way cooler if you said that in the pirate <laughs> oh. voice. Tr- let's re- May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> Rewind. Uh, we're back to Pirate Natey. <laughs> Natey, yeah. what are we drinking? We got the Knocked Rider, who had the... Schwarzbier from Arbiter. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> Pour me up a little bit of that fine Schwarzbier. Oh dear! Ooh, Uh-oh. that came out real dark. 
You dribbled on yourself. Hey, now. All right. So, Nate, can you tell me about a Schwartz beer? Schwartz beer. Uh, well, Schwartz beers. Uh, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about this style, um, but this brewery has been kind of in my sights for a long time. Um, I actually ran into one of their owners at the um, the Fulton Christmas party. Okay. Last year, uh, his name is Garth. Um, I, I think I've mentioned them before on the show, but they actually just opened up shop uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, just opened for Crowler Sales. Um, kind of take a peek at their tap room. Um, so yeah, it looks like they're specializing in you know German styles. Um, and everything I've had from them so far is just really light and clean. Like it's a very clean style. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've been pretty impressed. Like I was I was happy to you know join up. Um, they've got their little rewards program thing that I joined up on. Uh, got to swing by the tap room a day early. That was cool. Um, saw some people there that had come from other breweries. Uh, Big fancy pants. <laughs> Big man on the block. Uh, okay, okay. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've been very excited to try these guys. Um, Garth is a really cool guy. Juno, uh, I've only talked to him a couple times, but super nice guy. Yeah. Um, every time I, I always forget their brewer's name. I want to say it's Mike. Uh, he was out there with Garth. Also a very nice guy. Cool. Now you brought in a couple of their beers to bald man last week. We sampled, I think three of them. It was, a. uh, uh... A rye ale? Yeah, they're pumpernickel rye. Pumpernickel rye, and then we tried a, a, was it a West Coast IPA? Yeah, uh, it was their session of the West Coast. And then what was the third one? There was a third one that I don't think I stuck around for. The third one was just a pale. Just a pale, okay. Just a pale. Pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Um, Another just light, clean, clean run at the style. Um, The session one was the session version of the west coast style that they released at the lab um so that was kind of cool to try like a you know a variant or slight change on their recipe from the original one that they did for sure um yeah they're you know just starting out um definitely check it out they've got or there's also a um what's it called rainbow bookstore right next door um and there's also an awesome coal-fired pizza joint cool yeah uh geek love cafe shout out all right very (laughs) cool sounds like a cool little block yeah Uh, it's all one building all one building all one building well cheers guys ryan your first beer on suds buds thanks for joining us thank you very much (laughs) i'm excited for this i'm excited too it doesn't smell like a schwartz (laughs) smells pretty sweet a little chocolatey Mm mm-hmm I think you'll like this one. It's not as sweet as the Scotch Stelio, but it's very similar with that roasty notes. Now, as a Schwartz beer, I've only heard that a few times, but is that like an autumnal style of beer? Is that more like a fall thing? Like, do you see those around the same time as like Oktoberfest? I think it's more like that Oktoberfest style, um, Marzen dark beer. Yeah. Yeah. Because what, what is, maybe I don't know if I read our tasting notes here. This is what they gave us in the uh, little uh, Crowler Crate box. Um, so, Arbiter Brewing Company, as Nate mentioned, it's the Knocked Rider Schwarzbier. 
Coming in at 4.9% alcohol, 22 IBU. Knock Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a beer that does not exist. I like that. <laughs> Arbiter's deliciously dark, smooth, and multi-black lager keeps its foot on the flavor puddle with classically clean German noble hops. Riding shotgun. Knock Rider is the dark like Excuse me. Knock Rider is the dark lager to turbo boost you into the night. Isn't that right, Michael? Is that what it says? Is Michael the Brewer? I'm glad that I got the name right. I did it, guys. <laughs> no, good job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks. I mean, that, uh, that it does taste like that traditional German like malt, which is very water. good. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. It's it's really tasty. I like this. I'm big fan of black lagers, black ales. Like I think the only other black lager we've drank on the show is um isn't um Stargrazer or Star from uh Bauhaus, isn't that uh black lager? That's a the dark lager, yeah. Or dark lager. Yep. Yeah. That's that's I think that's the only one I've tried on the show before, but it's always a a, a style that hits well with me. Yeah. It, I don't know, there's something about it where like I get all those like good roasted notes but without needing to take a nap after I drink it. Yeah. And that oh, I, yeah. that's a that's a fun part of that for me. You don't feel like you put like a cake in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. This well, is, these um, guys are right in Minneapolis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Off Minnehaha. Yeah, they're it's a it's a cool little shop. They've been trying to open for quite a while now. Nice. Um, they finally finally pulled it off in in the midst of a pandemic. So well, that's impressive. <laughs> Shout out to them. Yeah. No shit. Uh, yeah, it was it was a a bold move, but I think I think they'll I think they'll do well in that area, um, and uh, with the bookstore right there, it's a very popular bookstore. Um, actually, got some last minute Christmas presents there when I went to pick up the crawler. Nice, hell so, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the bookstore again. Uh, Rainbow Bookstore. Rainbow Bookstore. Rainbow. All right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I've recently been trying to buy more books and start reading more. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always a stretch. It just I, makes me sleepy, but yeah, you know, I, I get that. I like buying books. Yes, it's just that whole follow up reading part. I'm like, oh yeah, this I forgot. It's not just that initial endorphin kick of buying it. Yeah, yeah. We live in a world where a lot of people need a lot of different things to put them to sleep. If books are it for you, I think that's uh, <laughs> you're, you're among the fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Right, man. yeah, but. Uh, yeah, um, I kind of slammed this one. That was a pretty... oh, you sure did. Yeah, oh, oh damn, it was it was pretty have... damn easy. All right, we got a we got a fan here. All right, I think I Cheers. know better than to uh, pour more of this one. I'm kind of sad uh, to 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 push it aside, but yep. uh, we got a few more to get through. I was going to say we got the the crawler crepe. I believe was advertised for a week. You know your your Christmas week. Yeah. So attempting to night. take it down in a day. I, oh, I didn't mean to peer pressure. Not a day. Right? I know as, as soon as mine disappeared, Ryan was just like bottoms up. <laughs> Why not? Why Goodbye. not? Right? Exactly. It's... Goodbye. He did too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Nate did too. All right. We're all sheep. <laughs> well, why don't we uh, start with Nate and then we'll uh, yeah we'll go through our scores here. Sure. Uh, I'll probably give this one like a a three eight. Um, I just really liked. The maltiness, um, I like the light body, and something I can definitely recommend to other people. I think that is well put, Nate. Uh, Ryan, what are you thinking? 
I was thinking three eight also, and I was mad that he said that because <laughs> I hate doing the same score as somebody else. Yeah, right. He like scoffed across that's, the studio. I really did. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna give it. Um, it's really great. Um, some of these darker beers have a almost a bitter note that I don't like. This one did not have that. It's very easy drinking and it's yeah. it's very enjoyable. So I, I would definitely give it a three eight. Very nice. Um, yeah, I'm actually putting it a little higher than you guys. Um, I'm putting it at a 4.2. Oh, nice. Just above Barrel Theory, just below Little Thistle. So that's just above the Sour, just below the Scottish. Um, sure. This hits a lot of similar notes that the Scottish was hitting for me. But um, honestly, this beer reminds me a lot of... I know it's a different style of beer, but it reminds me a lot of um, Descent from Steel Toe. Okay. Mm. And Ryan's wearing the Steel Toe sweatshirt. Right I now. am. Yep. yep. Shout out to Steel Toe. Shout out to Steel Toe. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Michael. We had Michael on a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, he brought the Descent on the show. And God, that, that beer was good. It was so good. And it's I think they classify it as a dark a dark ale. It's a dark ale. Yep. Yeah. But he said it's technically an export stout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's oh. got... But, yeah, it's like a weird labeling thing, you know? Well, it was some agreement they came to where they couldn't label it as an export stout. Yeah. Yeah. But And they did win um, beer, I think, first place in one of the beer awards. And I think they won that. some sort of award for best export stout. <laughs> yeah. They won in a stout category with that beer, you yep. know? Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. But to me, this beer tastes like a similar version of that beer, but a little lighter and a little A little lighter, better. yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a winner for me. So, um, Arbiter, shout out. And uh, I'm sure Nate will be keeping us posted on that brewery since <laughs> I, I think he's got a little... I was going to say, it. Uh, I've invested, like, a weird amount of energy into that. Like, just following them, just being up to date on all of it. Um, but, yeah, just super excited. Seems like a, a good, good group of people. Um, actually, uh, um, what was her name? Uh, she came from, or she used to work with Natalie at Urban Growler. Um, then I think she worked at Baldman for a little bit. Um, um, and then she's actually now at Arbiter. I think it would have been before my time at Baldman, but I remember this conversation at work, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was she was the one ringing me up. It was kind of cool seeing her. That's super rad, man. Small world. You never, never want to burn a bridge in life, but especially not in this industry, because it's it's crazy how things come back around and how, like... You can be, you can think you're removed, and then a handful of years later, you meet someone. It's, it's wild. So, you know. everybody knows everybody in this industry. Oh so it's just, it's one big family. It's, it's so really true. cool. It, it's wild to me how many, you know, how many breweries we can have, how many people we can have working at them, and there's, I've, I've never really noticed any bad blood. Nobody hates know? each other. No, nope. everybody just supports each other like to the fullest, and it's really cool. Yep. Like this is this is why I'm in this industry right now too because everybody just supports everybody and they they hope the best for everyone. Nobody wants, you know, anything bad for anybody else. Nope. We've everybody's got their own little section and they like to work on that. Um but yeah, I mean, we've had people come into, you know, Bald Man and drop off beers for us from other breweries and you know, I've done the same a couple times. Yep. It is weird walking in to a brewery with beer for them. <laughs> Eric's pouring up the next beer here for us. Yeah, so uh, this next beer um, is the Night Terror from LTD Brewing Company 
out of Hopkins, Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, this is their double chocolate milk stout. And I got to be honest, I don't think I've had any dark offerings from them. It's usually been sours. I think I've maybe had a barley wine. Um, I've had a triple IPA. Triple IPA. So we actually had uh, we had a triple IPA exploded at work one time. Oh, <laughs> no. So that was our fault. We let it get warm. And we had it in the office, and it exploded underneath the shelf. Um, but it didn't really destroy anything. It didn't, like, it's almost like the beer just evaporated. It was crazy. <laughs> so it exploded, and we just had to clean up glass. Jeez. But it, it wasn't it wasn't their fault. It was ours. So, like, <laughs> don't, you know, don't think that any worse of them. They're a very great brewery. So. What's the worst um, explosion or spill you've ever had at the liquor store? Oh, okay. <laughs> My worst one was I had a, a dolly full of bullet bourbon and I had about five or six cases stacked up and it was, it was on the edge of the carpet. So it had to lean forward. I turned away, um, to shut the back door and it fell into my back of my leg and 16 bottles had broke. So no injuries. No, well, just just me, you know, my ego. No cat. So, yeah, so no injuries. God, no injuries besides, you know. Damn, the, Eric. I know, just the regret of how much I owe them. You know, when he said his leg, I felt it was only polite I asked. No, it, but, it uh, fell into the back of me, but it didn't, like, it didn't hurt me, but it just. The I'm, only casualties were the bottles. Oh, man, yeah, it was so bad. And the whole back room just reeked of bourbon for, like, three days. Oh, but it was it was kind of good after like the third day. It was nice. Yeah, <laughs> you warmed up to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We had we had to mop it up. I mean, it was it was a bad spill. Yeah. There's some liquor store back stock rooms that smell way worse than bullet bourbon. <laughs> I've seen a few videos of people spilling and breaking stuff recently, so I don't feel as bad because some of those are just pathetic. Dude, like, anything involving a forklift always looks yep. so bad. Like. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have those any at work because I would definitely like be aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I can and like see full you speed, it full speed, and ride it the whole way you know, through the store. Yeah, and you then... got you got a little boombox with like Tech Nine blasted on the oh, back of yeah. it, and you're you're whipping shitties. And... <laughs> yep, yeah, yep, I can picture. Yeah, I'd run it. I'd run into a case and knock them all over and be like, "Oh, nothing happened. A customer did it, and it'd be on camera." God, yeah. Just name the forklift a customer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A customer did it. Oh man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna get back to LTV oh, yeah. Sorry, here in a minute. I'm so- yeah. Um, but as we're drinking this beer, I kind of want to take things back to the beginning. You kind of um, said a nice little thing there about uh, uh, about just service industry people and just about how you know all in it together, big yeah. big family. You know, everyone knows yeah. everyone. What was kind of like your in? Uh, what was your you know? How did you get into the the beverage industry? Um, I first got into the beverage industry be um, doing wine tastings. Um, Liquor okay. Barrel, Liquor Barrel used to have these big wine events before all the COVID and stuff. Um, it was we'd have a hundred, hundred and twenty different wines, and we'd have it at a uh, at the Radisson Hotel. Um, and you'd walk around and you'd, you'd have a table and there would be all the different tables. You'd try all the different wines from different kinds. I'd always start out with like red wines and white wines second. Um, if I even got to those, cause I, <laughs> I'd like to try different ones, Yeah. but you don't want to get too drunk at these things because you can do that very quickly. Oh yeah. 
Um, but that's where I first met like the owner of the liquor store, Dwayne. Um, he really liked me going to those things. I talked to him all the time. And when I, even before I started working at the store, he wanted me to work there. He encouraged yep. me to come in and that's where I, I first got my in. And I talked to him first day and he's like, Oh, do you want to work? I'm like, I'm looking for a job. And he goes, Oh sure. You can start tomorrow. <laughs> and that was, that was it. That's pretty crazy. It was really it. cool. He was, he was very nice. He, I, I've, I've known him for maybe two years before that. So it wasn't like just a, a first impression thing. So no, that says a lot about character. Yeah, it really does. He he very he cares about people. He does help people a lot. Yeah. Um, he he cares about all the employees that work there. So, yeah. And again, kind of full circle to what you said earlier. You know, it's you just never know. Um, you know, you might think that you're, you know, onto a whole different line of work. You might think that that's a a past life, but it's like you know, in this industry, people talk and people know people, and it's like. I think as long as you're putting on a good face and you're doing the best you can at your job, it's like someone's going to take notice, you know, it, it, yeah. you know, for some people it takes longer, but it's, um, you know, you can move up in this world. It's not exactly the corporate ladder, but, uh, <laughs> you know, every, every Michelin, you know, every, every chef working at a Michelin star restaurant, like, you know, they started working somewhere, you know, started dishwashing somewhere, started line cooking somewhere. Every, every, you know, uh, uh, bartender working at your bougiest hotels you know cocktailing they all they all started somewhere you know be it a kitchen or a dive bar so our corporate ladder is just a lot more fun <laughs> it's a lot more fun you get to drink. yeah exactly yeah but uh that's that's super cool man it's uh it's cool to see that you know you made an impression on someone and you know you you kind of you got someone to vouch for you and you got into a, a line of work that you're pretty good at i enjoy yeah and it's enjoy. awesome um but yeah, I guess back to uh, the present right here. We are yep. sampling this beer from LTD. It is the Double Chocolate Stout, the Night Terror. Uh, it's 10%, 34 IBUs. Indulge your deepest desires with this barrel-aged Double Chocolate Milk Stout. LTD started with their beloved Night Terror, a sweet, creamy-bodied beauty, and then they laced it with chocolate, lactose, and roasted malts. Uh, after that, they decided to uh, give it some alone time in Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. The Black as Night beauty that sprang forth is sure to please. Rich and complex with hints of vanilla, toffee, and candied fruit. But beware of the night terror, for once she gets a hold of you, you might not escape. Not that you'd Scary. want to. Contains lactose. <laughs> Contains lactose. Contains lactose. The most wordy of the descriptions tonight, but also they got creative with it. So oh, yeah. points for that. I um, think it's fun art on the can. You know, it deserves a story. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, this thing seriously pours like motor oil. I mean, speaking like, of art, hold on the... it. Just oh. hold. I've been holding it up to the light up top. It just. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, is, yeah. it is heavy. That is a thick beer. But you were talking about art of the cans, LTD. Um, we actually had a local guy that used to come to our liquor store, um, who did the art for LTD. Oh shit! Um, here's Eric. His name was Eric Neely. Yeah. Um, really cool guy. He did a lot of the um the early on art, Emily's Dream. I think he did the um, the double or triple IPA stuff as well. And I don't think he's with them anymore, but he uh, he was a really nice guy, and I haven't seen him for a long time. So, shout out to Eric, wherever you are. 
Yeah, man, that goes back to when I worked there too. It's uh, we were just talking about that. I think a little bit before we hopped on here, but uh, really cool guy. Um, I think he even had on one of his bottles like, you know, something along the lines of like designer dad and diehard Timberwolves fan or something like <laughs> yep. that. And I remember just like again, it goes back probably like five years now, but just like chatting with him about. He always had a Timberwolf hat on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, he sure did. Geeking out about basketball and, yep. you know, just about how much he liked beard. And just, he, he did some really cool artwork. And I think another cool thing I really liked about LTD is, I don't know if they still are, we're drinking out of Crowlers, but um, I've got a huge appreciation for painted glass bottles. And I think LTD was one of those those small guys. Those, when I say small guys, I mean like, we're up over like 200 tap rooms in Minnesota, or at least we were before the shutdown. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, they're not huge and they're in a suburb. They're in Hopkins. Um, basically self-distributing people, self-distributing people, yeah. but putting like putting effort into their, their packaging. And for a while there, they were doing, um, 22 ounce bottles that were glass painted glass, I gorgeous think. bottles, yes, gorgeous bottles. Um, so yeah. Um, anyone who's, who's listening and runs a brewery, um, I, that's something I definitely, as a consumer, take note in. Like, I think if you have, like, really badass packaging, um, you know, badass container for your wonderful liquid, I and think that just pushes the envelope for me. Honestly, yeah. for me, it's dumb names. Dumb names, dumb too. Names, yeah, dumb names, fun names. Yeah, I, like the worst name ever. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> the one I want. <laughs> I, it, you look at it and you're like, that's dumb. I'm going to buy that. Well, actually, well, when we were talking to Mike from Steel Toe, um, they have their beer it's just called ipa yep and it's an all-black can <laughs> honestly it was a little tricky to figure out who made it like unless you knew what steel toes like logo their and logo everything. that hop logo yeah yeah unless you knew about that it'd be a little tricky to figure it out it's got and, the tread that's yeah. when he said that that's like there's their staple is the boot tread the boot foot, yeah. yeah and yeah like looking at that can i like you know, you when you walk into a liquor store now, like there's a lot of things yeah. that'll try to catch your attention, but that one for sure did. I was like, that is an all black can with yep. some silver on it. What is that? Um, but yeah, Steel Toe's got some cool stuff. I like yeah. that. I definitely have a huge appreciation for them. Also, I didn't realize how close they were to my house, um, so I've been going there a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It is literally 0.2 miles close or farther from me. Than my closest liquor store. Oh, wow. So it's one of those like, well, I mean, I could go to the liquor store. Or I could just, you know, hop right on over. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say closest liquor store, but. The most convenient the, one. The liquor store, you know, you, like there's a close liquor store that's kind of, kind of not a great selection. And then there's oh, the know. one a little farther out that's like, no, they got everything. But then, you know, Steel Toe's also right there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm part of two rewards programs in all of my life. And they have that little fun skate park next to the Steel Toe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yes. You I still we... have my skateboard in my trunk. Ryan? Yes. Next weekend, after my brunch with Nate playing pool and after I've had a few hot toddies. Yep. We're going to go. We're going to go rip some ollies and hit some sick 50 50s and have some size sevens dog i we can do that i'll put my jinkos on and i'll put my chain uh, wallet on too yeah dude i'll dust off the etnies well i have my dc still i still have some some, yeah brand new 
Are you even allowed to get on a skateboard without DCs on? I'm pretty sure that's no, like a... Everybody wears Vans nowadays. Like, no support. Like, I remember back in the day, my skate shoes had, like, five layers of leather just because you'd wear through them so fast. And now people have, like, one layer of, you know, felt with no support. And that's what they wear. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, but you... my, my shoes were $120 back then. Yeah. Now these Vans are like, oh, it's 40 bucks. Okay. You get three pairs of them. Shoot. They're you... definitely a disposable shoe. Some yeah. people collect them, but I don't know. I they I, I beat the shit out of my Vans. I've never had a pair of Vans last a long time. No. I've, I've, been, I've always been on the uh, soccer shoes. Okay. Ooh, soccer I, I don't shoes, I don't okay. play soccer at all. I don't know shit about soccer. You like but... the cleats, like, in the bottom? No, no, not the cleats. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ryan. What's the no. um, Adidas has got, like, a, a, a low-top... Um, superstar or uh... not this? Not the superstar. They're not a shell toe. They're like a nice. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. I'm gonna sambos. S- yeah, sambos. Yep, the samba. Something. Yeah, S- samba. Samba. Yeah. yeah, that's the soccer one. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's Adidas sambas. That's a that's. A, I I've, haven't had one of those since I was a kid. I've those owned. Like... I've had to buy two pairs of those. For the last like five years, and They're those so those solid. are my daily drivers. Like that's all I wear, except this last time went to DSW. Had to. <laughs> it was it, it's a long story. It's actually not a long story. It's a fun story. Okay. Um, I uh, was walking out of my house. I was going somewhere, but um, stepped in a puddle and realized there was a hole in my shoe because my sock got instantly wet. So I just drove down to dsw like it was literally on my way to where i was going drove to dsw walked in the back found a pair of shoes i wanted went up to the counter paid cash she's like can i put you want the receipt in the box i was like actually can you just throw the box and the receipt away and she kind of looked at me weird and was like sure so i just take the shoes i change the shoes right at the counter and then I throw the my current shoes in the garbage can on my way out of the store. Very nice. Yeah, I, that's still to me like you've told me that <laughs> before off air. That's like a celebrity story. Dude. Like that makes me I don't know. That makes me so happy. I've done that where I've ripped my pants like straight down the butt. <laughs> yep. And I've had to go to like Ragstock and buy a pair of shorts for ten or fifteen dollars, and you know I mean walk to the store with a rip in your butt. And then come back to the store and change because I tore my pants open. But. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. 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 Well, I was just showing Ryan a picture of some some sneakers. These are these are a couple of cops of mine. I know this is an, uh, a visual podcast, so people really love it when I do this kind of stuff. But <laughs> that a, looks awesome. A couple of new finds. Yeah, I just got these. Uh, these are within the last probably three months. I've snagged these, but kept them on ice. But yeah, I got a pair of the Jolly Rancher Kawhi Leonard's. They're new balances, so I love when people are making <laughs> colorful, loud dad shoes. And the other pair were a pair of Alpha Dunks that are orange, and they look like SpongeBob's Pineapple House, so they're pretty rad. But uh, I, the reason this is relevant is because I was actually trading some sneaker picks with hopefully someone that will be able to get... We're in talks. We're, we're, we're this close to getting lined up for a conversation next week, so hopefully... We got some beer and sneaker talk coming up on Suds Buzz Ooh. next week. There's probably a portion of our audience that's listening to this right now. <laughs> and is like, fuck! <laughs> They're going to talk sneakers? Like, here for the hops! 
Oh, those, those are, are pretty nice. nice. What are these? Like some We're here Jordan for the, 11s? Here for the hops. Those the are hops. the um, Spike Leafs that I bought. Oh, those are thrift store editions. That's pretty sick, dude. Size 12. Nice. I don't, I don't wear 12s. You don't wear 12s? <laughs> well, if you find anything dope and crispy at a thrift store in a 14. I know. I honestly. I think about you all the time when I st- I look at I honestly when, when you I see big feet yes when I see bigfoot stuff I think about you <laughs> no I do because there if I Friggin see some Sasquatch nice stuff over here. honestly no I want th- like if there's Jordans that are a size fourteen I'll I'll fucking text you Ooh, sorry. like no you're good you're good man I, I like I I, I honestly that. like I thought of I think about you all the time when like. My friends that are like, oh, if you ever see something like this, grab it or text me. And I, I always do that because it's, I know how hard it is to get stuff like that. You know, I I have gotten lucky with, because like, I'm not opposed to secondhand shoes. I'm kind of like a second wave sneaker head here now. Like I've, okay. I've been out of the game for a while now and I've gotten a couple cool pairs of shoes. Not expensive shoes this past year, but just some cool shoes. I've kind of gotten back into it, but like, I'm I'm I'm. I like comfort, you know? I like something yes. that's going to be loud, but also comfort. Like, I... A nice arch support. Arch support. I've got super flat, flashy. long, narrow feet. I've got fucked up feet. I've been going to a foot doctor <laughs> since I was a little kid. It's weird. But the thing i found is some thrift stores, you can find really nice big man shoes, and you can find nice court shoes. Because it's like, it's it just makes sense that you can find, like, a, a sweet pair of, like, you know, like a, a sweet pair of size 14, like Nike Air Max is gent- gently used because someone was probably hooping in them, you know, yeah. and they got some grass stains and they were like, I'm done with these, you know, and they stuffed them to Goodwill or Sabres or something <laughs> like that. So you can get lucky in a way. You I can. feel like you almost find more diamonds in the rough looking for big man shoes. See, I, I disagree. Um, being a, a short guy, I have never like the reason I went straight to DSW They've got that clearance section in the back. And my size has the biggest selection. Yeah, when you're it is right there. When you're model size, you uh you don't need to go to a thrift store. You can just buy discount off the rack. That's what I'm saying. Can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. All I'm saying is, you know, it it's good being short. I live longer. Um, I have better is that selection. A fact? I didn't shoes. know that. It I'm is in a ba- studio it is with a two fact. guys that could be stand-ins for Tom Cruise. Guys, <laughs> make me feel bad here. All right, Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, Squatch. Yeah, I, I remember no, that nickname. Yeah, yeah. Just suddenly got smaller. You want to trade in barbs, old man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we've maybe neglected LTD a little bit. So, anyways, so we we talked Hopkins a little bit. We talked some beer. Uh, actually, one. I was going to do a deeper dive on Hopkins, but I'll save it for another time. Um, if you're in the Hopkins area, check it out. Even if you're not, if you live in Minnesota, like it's a quaint little suburb. It's got a fun little main drag with a lot of fun stuff to do if you're looking for some good food. Main Street, yeah. There's a nice bar off Main Street. There's a weird place that's a clock shop. There's a palm reader. There's a... a Great tattoo shop. A tattoo shop. Yeah, I think it's called Electric Dragon, maybe. That sounds right. There's a Tibetan restaurant. Ooh. Um, LTD is across like kind of kitty corner from one of my favorite record stores. Mill they City recently, South. I think, closed the um, movie theater though. Oh, sad, damn. sad. It's been that's a classic. I think it opened too. for like forty years or something like that. It's some crazy. They finally shut it down because of all this COVID and stuff. So I think that is it's finally shut down. They've got for a theater good. there that does plagues too, don't they? 
I'm not sure about that. But yeah, it was it was like only I think it was only four or six uh screens. It was a very small theater, but it was it, yeah. it was iconic. I used to go there all the time when I was a kid. It, it's Hopkins is a cool little town. If you're, you know, yeah, I definitely great. recommend it to people. It's worth a little road trip, and there's definitely you got a solid like two block stretch where realistically you could kill an afternoon and just have a good time. Like yeah. it's, it's one of those weird little forgotten little stretches that just <laughs> like it's a it's a walk back in time. But yeah, um, as a record collector, Mill City Sound is probably my favorite vinyl and vinyl equipment and like old school analog electronic shop in the state hands down robin from mill city sound great dude go check him out if you have family or inherited an old turntable and you don't know what to do with it bring it in there they will get it working um but that's all i got about hopkins <laughs> about this beer i'm sorry about ltd ltd do you want me to lead it off? Because I'm pretty. I got pretty yeah, concise yeah. notes here. I was gonna, if you got notes, yeah. Not a huge fan. No. No. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of bummed. Like I, I was pretty stoked about this one. It's. Uh, I haven't tried their original version of it. I sampled it before I read the tasting notes, but like, yeah, first sip just wasn't doing it for me. After reading the notes and seeing that like was aged in Buffalo Trace, like I'm not a huge. Not a diehard bourbon guy, but I do enjoy Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I don't know. It uh, to me, it tastes. It tastes like a cheap truffle, like a cheap tro- chocolate truffle. You know, like, you know how you get like those. You can get those good chocolate sets, like the oh, rectangular yeah, yeah. boxes. And then you know, you know, you can get like the really cheap versions of those mm-hmm. that you can buy like year round at Walmart for like four dollars <laughs> from, yeah, whatever, Toll House or whatever. It, it Russell tastes, Stover. Yeah. yeah it tastes like that it tastes like a like a cheap truffle hmm i don't know i i mean i again lactose not my thing um but i try to go into those with a little more open mind um flavor profile wise i didn't get a whole lot from it um i didn't i didn't pull out as much of the bourbon barrel as i would have liked i didn't even honestly if i wouldn't have heard you say it i wouldn't have known that it was bourbon barrel or aged bourbon barrels for any amount of time the only thing i'm picking up is it is i don't know if i taste bourbon but i taste sweet and i taste hot and i guess that's why i associate (laughs) it with bourbon bourbon's a different kind of sweet i get almost like a maraschino cherry taste from like bourbon sometimes but like this to me is just, it's boozy and it's sweet and it's, it's not my jam. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's not a style I gravitate towards. Um, so maybe I'm not the best person to be reviewing it. It's like those untapped reviews you see where it's like, they're reviewing an IPA and it's like, this is too hoppy. And you're like, well, oh, right. well fun fact for you. <laughs> I agree, but I think... I think we try our best to review based on just what we think, you know, not trying to offend anyone, not trying to make it a blanket statement for the brewery, but just like, as far as what you're tasting, you know, I I don't want anyone to shy away from their actual feelings. And I think this for me is probably going to be my lowest rated beer so far. Sure. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to give it a two nine. Okay. Um, and I've, I mean, I've had some good stuff from LTD, um, some stuff I'd, I'd actually buy again. 
this is just not this isn't there for me yeah um i'd probably go i don't know two seven two eight just kind of in that middle ground like again not a style i prefer so it's kind of hard to as as dusty trunks always says be subjective about it subjectively although i i mean technically i'm trying to be objective about it but you know you're being object objectively subjective. Okay. No, I'm kind of opposite, <laughs> honestly. Like I kind of like this one mm-hmm. because I think I like a little bit sweeter. Okay. Um, things like this. This is. Uh, You're a dark beer guy. I forgot about. I'm. That. I'm kind of a dark beer sour guy. So. Yeah. These dark beers that have that sweetness and the high ABV, I would probably rank this one still a uh, a three four. Three four. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a solid beer. I really. I would buy it again if I got this one, for sure. All right. Yeah, I mean, well, it sounds like you're going to be in for some treats later on. Cause no, I know. Gonna... <laughs> I, I really like the, I like that sour, uh, sweet stuff. So, like, same with champagnes. Like, I like, I like sweet champagnes. I don't like dry anything. Like, I love sour beers. and Dry is overrated. And I'll die on that hill. Dry is overrated. I, I appreciate you, my friend. Yeah. Well, but what's next? I tell you what, guys, we got our ratings in for this one. We're going to take a real quick little break and then we're going to come back and we're going to power through three straight beers. Speed round style. Got a lot of questions to be asked. Got a lot of beers to be drank. Let's get back to it. All right. In just a minute. On Suds Buds. <laughs> in a second. We'll be back. Hang on. Stay with us. That's Eric. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Suds Buds. We're back. We're doing a big showcase with the Beer Dabbler Crowler Box Season 5. We've drank a lot of beers. I've lost count. All I know is we have five left, so my basic math tells me we've drank seven. A couple. Um, which is too many. Um, but we're here with Mr. Ryan Peak, who is yes. a beer buyer, merchandiser, and just a general smiling face at the liquor barrel in golden valley yes thank you you're looking for a good craft beer i gotta say like come find me yeah i will help you with anything or just uh you're the dude and let's talk to me that's the store right yeah that's i mean there's not too many craft beer stores around the area so that's kind of one of the big ones around golden valley if anybody's in that area um i recently also um we supported our local disc golf uh tournaments very cool we, we started uh in investing money into that so we we put out prizes we did a hundred dollars um so ten dollars a week for um 10 weeks for for local prizes on disc golf stuff so it's really fun and it's 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 nice supporting local groups and just help the community grow and it's it, it helps the uh the local um golf Oh, Brookview Golf Course. Yeah. So during during the winter, um, they set up a disc golf course through the winter, um. And all they ask is that you support them during this during this times, and you go in and buy beer and stuff. You can't do that anymore, but you can um, you can support them other ways. You know, just by going there and they have uh, what is it called, shuffleboard, or we have Ooh. the the big courses. I'm you, terrible at disc golf. I can, shuffleboard, I can 
I can fuck with shuffleboard. Brookfield's yes. a cool spot worth checking out. Like, yeah, they are normal they operating have a big golf play course pace. There. Yeah, normal operating golf course. They have an 18 and a 9 hole. They have two separate courses. Full oh, clubhouse, dang. beers and food. Yep. And right now, they're not open. They, they're they not open right now. They have a two-level, like, uh, play place for kids, too. Yep. So, once, I mean, once summer hits, hopefully this is gone. I mean, go there. It's super fun for kids. It's drop them off. You can do whatever you want and play golf. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> It'll be fun. Got some built-in babysitters out there. Yeah, that's what they have. Hell yeah. That's what it is. I need, I need you to get me trained up and ready to go for spring league. Yep. I think come spring, I would love to throw some disc in a league and i'm content with being real bad at it but i think in the meantime we need to get ourselves like a rocky montage going of me yeah <laughs> hucking some chucking some disc dude i recently got second place um in the the tournament we just did congratulations um, and then i actually the week before that we had tied and then we did the tiebreaker was the whoever had the best score from the week after that so i won that too so it was, it's really cool. I've been doing very good on that. It's, yeah. Yeah, man, you crushed it the other night when we played. I want to, we're going to crack into this beer real quick, but I want to yeah. get into our uh, our game the other night because that was a lot of fun. Uh, but Nate, what do we have up next on the docket? We got some Spilled Grain Brew House False Hope. This I don't is like a... that name at all. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is ominous a little bit. Um, and it's but, an ominous beer at 11.1%. Yeah, this oh. is, this is a, a wheat wine. So and, I'll, I'll help you out with some tasting notes here. Okay. Yeah. Seeing what as we how got? I asked you what we're drinking and I'm <laughs> holding the paper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the copy here says uh, it's a rich textured and complex oh, beer uh, with a large grainy and bready flavor. False Hope has won spilled grain numerous awards at major national beer competitions. Uh, some moderate fruitiness from the yeast, hops, and uh, aging will be present along with a low carbonation and a medium to full body. The high alcohol will be smooth and viscous and will provide a gentle warming sensation. Shout out to Spilt Grain. Um, yeah. I expect it to be a lot darker than uh, what it is from the description. Yeah, I'm, this, is, uh, this is a pretty nice amber color here. Not trying to knock anyone, but the fact that they put award winner right in their uh, their text here, I mean, it's got to be good now. I haven't seen anyone else, like, hype yeah. their beer up like that, so, you you know. You don't, don't think it's too cocky? Yeah, just, you know, check yourself. Okay. No, <laughs> it should be good. You're good. Uh, cheers, guys. Hey. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh. This is dangerous. Nate, I can already tell Mr. Belgian is uh, oh, is rustling his jimmies. <laughs> this is uh, this is right up, right in the wheelhouse here. Yeah, hot damn! I've been uh, been on a barley wine kick those these last couple days, or not days. I would say like yeah. week, two yeah. weeks, six months. You know, something like right. that. Yeah. Um, and this is like this is kind of in that same wheelhouse a lot. A lot lighter, kind of in that like Belgian triple, Belgian strong ale line, um, but it's got that high ABV to back it up. Well, you look Whew. like you found God in that last sip, <laughs> and you're Jesus. So that mean you found your dad. Well, you know, it's one and the same. You know, as a as a devout Catholic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> it's one one and the same. Sing it, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna sing some hymns up in here. 
Ryan, what are you thinking? How you doing over there? I'm good. Uh... <laughs> He set his glass down. He's put his hands down. No, I'm, down look, I'm, he's, he's... I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, it's it's a strong beer for sure. Yes, yes. But it's it's not like it's not heavy. It's super light. Yeah. So I would never have. I would guess this is probably an eight percent beer. Mm, yeah. But it, it's you said it's eleven. What eleven one? I think just eleven straight. Eleven eleven one. Eleven point one. Oh yeah. damn. No, it's yeah, it's definitely. I would never expected that. As I would chug this beer, yeah, and not expect it, yeah. And then the bartenders will look at you and they they stare. You know, we've got those people that come in. They're chugging like, we can call. High... We can call the taxi for you, sir. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we've got those people that come in, chug some high ABV beers, and you're like, I don't know about Do you, you. Know how much this <laughs> exactly. is? Yeah. I mean, it's almost a testament to the brewers because it's like, wow, you really hid that. Yeah, well, it just shows that you know there's some good beers like that you can you can't tell, they're just very soft on the palate, and I I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy those. It is kind of weird that the the alcohol kind of, yeah, the the hotness kind of mellows the flavor a little bit, or like mellows everything. It's hot. Yeah. It's... <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not because we've all drank the same amount of beers, but this is. Tastes like a big beer. Maybe it doesn't taste like an eleven beer, but it tastes like a big beer. I'm not. I'm not getting too much big beer out of it. Um, and uh, again, that might be because you know we've got we we chase or before this one we had you know that double chocolate milk stout with lactose, where like he- heaviness to me just is kind of a different different game. Yeah. Um, but this is just it's light. It's pretty clean. It's got a lot of that toasted, roasted malt kind of flavor. You're a toasted, roasted malt flavor. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, if you were to rate this, what'd you say out of five? This one come in at like a four three for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is exactly what I look for in a beer that like a style that I like. Nice. Um, it is drinkable. Um, shareable approachable and it's well done yep shareable you trying to get people fudged up Nate? You, you're trying to get me to drink a crawler of this by myself shareable yeah <laughs> you know, i would i would agree though but i would rate this probably my highest beer i would probably give this a four okay i i, I really like it it's a just everything about it it's i like a full full-bodied high abv beer Mm-hmm. And this is everything that that I like, so it's probably my favorite one so far. You definitely had a reaction, which I think you always get points for a reaction. Like you had that sip, and you like set it down, and you put your hands, and you just kind of like I thought about it. You looked yeah. at it, and you're like, okay, huh. I see you. Yeah, it's yeah, like where you go. What'd you do to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Ryan just made a great gesture with his hands. I'll stay here in the studio. <laughs> this is an audio podcast. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. now it's an audio podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to see my shoes? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man. That, uh, I think. No, it was great. Yeah. yeah. You've, you crushed it. I think it's, uh, man, I, I'm going to be right with you there on a four. I think yeah. I got the same exact score. Um, I was just talking to you before we started recording about how I've really been liking my Belgians lately, and I'm sitting here 
You're welcome. To the right of me, we've got Mr. Belgian himself. He's Mr. Belgian, by the nice. way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he goes by I've, that. I've yeah. got that, yeah. That's actually what I put on all my business cards. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mr. Belgian, Jesus, or Nathan. I don't give the business you cards do out have to some anybody. Cl- I mean, I love the curly hair. Hey, so. thank you. I grew up myself. Got some volume. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. I mean, I don't, you can't see it here, but it's uh, it's quite impressive. Maybe there's a picture, uh, I think, on uh, when I first looked up Sud Buds, Suds Buds. Um, both of these guys on here, and you could tell who was who even when I walked in the door. Oh, for sure, it's he, he's a lot more Googleable than me. Like you can find pictures of him online of like his face in like shower mold or his face in like burnt yeah, toast. Yeah, I've or his definitely go- I've definitely Googled himself many times. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, you know, soap carvings, soap blood carvings, on the floor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Butter, face butter of, carvings from like the state fair. Yeah. Crucifixes with or without him on it. Uh, <laughs> he comes in variety. Exactly. <laughs> Iconic. I, I shit you not, one year for Easter, my grandma had me um, do the dinner prayer. And her excuse, or her, her thought, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it for you. But like, why? And she's like, well, you just kind of look like Jesus. <laughs> I shit you not. And I was like, okay, all right, we've got, we've crossed, like, that was a threshold cross there. Why? I don't know. Because she's like, you look age? like what Jesus. So, you, huh? How old were you? This was like three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Years ago. You should be like, all righty then. <laughs> all righty then. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, I, you know, I've, I dressed up as Jesus a couple times for Halloween. Um, yeah, yeah of been, course, exactly. But my thing is that, like, if I'm out, out on the night or out on town for a night, I I tend to stray away from beer, because it's just gonna fill me up. I'm not, you know, go dive too far into it. Um, so I'm more of a whiskey guy, and I actually tend to tell people that I'm short Jesus. So okay. instead of turning water into wine, I turn water into whiskey. Um, kind of helps it play a little bit better, sure. you know. Now, how how tall are you? Uh, I, I don't know, like five six. Okay, yeah. I think that's yeah. I was gonna say five seven, but then I'd probably get called out. So like, I'm no, just gonna you, go five you're, six. You're at least five seven. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you you're a sweetheart. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my Tinder profile. Confirmed five seven at least. Five, seven. <laughs> I'm five ten, so I'm like that's where I'm at. Eric's like, we have Eight okay, foot? so okay, know. so at Liquor Barrel we literally have notches on the wall of how tall everybody is, and Eric is the tallest one we've had so far. Am I really on there still? Yes. The yeah, it's still so you on think the wall. They sanded you out of the wall. No, we're not gonna we're gonna that. delete you. We're not gonna erase your your mark off the wall. Oh, what do you think this is? That. That's crazy. <laughs> yes, I'm taller than Dwayne. Yeah, by at least an inch, I think. If you book me and Dwayne in a celebrity boxing match, do you think it would draw? Dwayne I, being I a think, celebrity. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> he'd be the dude trying to I think him. I think Dwayne would win. Honestly, because <laughs> he's got a lot more anger. He's so much more angry than so you. He's yes, got more to that's fight that's for. it. Yes, yeah. that's the only reason. He just has that aggression that I think he can take out. Yeah, I think so too. It's the German side in him. That's well, what it is. If I'm getting paid, I'll I'll, I'll ink the contract. I mean, but uh, you know what? In today's day, if you take if you take me in, Jake Paul, we got it. Oh, it's a handicap match. Okay. 
Tag no disqualification handicap match. Hashtag, hashtag don't Dwayne. tell anybody at Liquor Barrel. <laughs> well, no, we got to. Hashtag we're coming for you, Dwayne. We need to build it. We need to have promos and shit. Like, I'm thinking, freaking me and you are out there, like, in front of the Liquor Barrel, like, so, shooting a promo about how oh, this Sunday it's Super so Slam. So, I know a guy that could build a ring, probably. Okay? Really? Yeah. Right. So, well, if we could do that, we could grudge match Dwayne versus Eric and Ryan. How about this? Maybe maybe Gretchen and Dwayne, Eric and Ryan, and then that would be a great combo. You're ahead of me. Team. We give him the opportunity to find a tag team match. That's our initial promo. I announce that I'm challenging him. He accepts challenge. Then after that, I announce that, oh, yeah, I've got a tag team partner in my corner. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, brother. Ryan Peaky's going <laughs> to be here to kick your butt. Take that mm, hot tag. Ooh, ha. <laughs> Get in the ring, drop a few knees, few elbows on you, Dwayne Wiki. And then, yeah, we give him the opportunity. We give him like we give him like a day or so to find a tag team partner. And let's give him twenty four hours from right now. Twenty four hours. What from time right is now. it right now? Well, <laughs> if people are listening, this will be Thursday at like six a.m. Yep. So we'll give him twenty four hours from Thursday. Yep. I think that's a great time. And we'll if he doesn't, New Year's Day. If he you doesn't accept, day. chicken. Oh, yep. I don't know anything about Dwayne, but I don't think he likes being called chicken. I don't think he'll even hear this until <laughs> after that, so I think it's okay. Shout out to Dwayne. Um, Dwayne, he's a great guy. I, I love you. Dwayne, I love you. You're a great wanna... guy. Oh, we got the kiss-ass patrol <laughs> rolling out here. Yeah, oh, no. He's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's no, pro it's... wrestling. There's magic involved. I mean, it's, oh. you know. Yeah, it's 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 all about the, uh, the build-up. Okay. Everyone's going to get hit with a chair, but nobody's going to Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> I got this. I'm very excited. I'll be your announcer. Oh, perfect. Yeah, exactly. We'll make it a Suds Buds production. And in this corner. And the next beer up is. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, thank you, Ryan. I think we wrapped it up on this beer. Oh, um, yeah. Reviews are in. Um, it was a winner. Yeah. Uh, no, this great. is part of our. This is part of our ro- beer road trip for sure. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I've never heard of spilled grain. Um, they're out of Annandale, I think. And, uh, yeah. Annandale, yeah. that's by, uh... St. Cloud. Yeah, yeah, south of St. Cloud, I think. Yep. Um, but holy hot damn. That really did it for me. It was great. Yeah, big fan of that one. Yep. Uh, Nate, why don't you surprise us with our next beer here, pour us up a little sample, and, uh, you mentioned road trips. I think that's a perfect segue for our next story. Um, Ryan, you were talking earlier about disc golf big disc golf guy kind of a yeah nate's Nate's showing me a beer right now that looks good nate that looks good i think we should pour that one up um big disc golf guy though um it's been something you've enjoyed for a while but you've kind of gone in no pun intended peaks and valleys there's you know times where you've been more into it than others yep but right now you've been you've been hot man you're back into it i'm back into it i've been playing a lot Probably three to four days a week, honestly. Um, it shows. We played some night golf the other night yeah. um, with a friend of the show, Andy. Um, yeah, you and Also, Andy. just a sweet young man. Great young man. <laughs> Great guy. Um, Bald Man Brewing, right? Bald Man Brewing, friend of the show, shout yep. out. But uh, yeah, you guys had... Uh, yeah, a good round. I, I shot a, uh, a two under um, on that course. 
that we played Highland. Um, I think, I, yeah. We, I bogeyed the last over, hole. I was 11 over. <laughs> well, no. I mean, yeah, that was great still. I, I felt good about my score. It was my first time playing night golf, and it was also, like, probably my best round of the season because I just got back into it this year. and I've Yeah, it's su- super fun so once you get into, like, these courses that, you know, you can start learning how to throw and, like, um, it's, it's fun to just get out and do stuff during these times right now too. It, it's, it's really nice to, you know, you, you meet new people. I met Andy yeah. recently, um, not even with you. It was your second time playing with him. Yeah. It was a second time. So I, I met him the first time during leagues at, at Brookview. Yep. And he, I think he kicked my butt on the first time. Yeah. He even said he wants he once lost to a twelve-year-old, and I'd like to put that on the record. Okay, <laughs> it's on the record. I, 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 you look like you wanted to say something, so I'm like, okay, this guy's gonna ready to input something. But no, no, on the record, uh, yeah, Andy, great disc golf player, lost to a twelve-year-old. He even uh, he made note that uh, your your game had improved since the last time he played you. He's yeah, like, yeah, I've uh, I've increased just you know just distance on my drives and stuff. It's just from playing and just correcting a little little things here and there so well i think uh maybe maybe i should fill in some gaps here there might be some people listening that aren't disc golfers and there might be some people listening that are like you played at night because i think we mentioned that yeah so yeah we you know we live here in in the 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 twin cities area in minnesota and yeah basically just strapped uh you strapped led lights with batteries onto the underside of discs yeah so i I took a a button battery and i put two leds that i bought offline you know just you can you can put them on there they light up and you can tape them to the underside of the disc um it lights up the whole disc it glows so when you throw even in the winter here is the big the best time um at night if it goes under the snow you can still see it Yep. So during the day here in Minnesota, um, the best thing is to do is to put ribbons on your disc. Sure. So if it goes under the snow, you have a three-foot ribbon that hangs out. Even if it goes under the snow, you have a foot of ribbon hanging out. You could find it. And does that slow the flight of the disc down? It does, maybe 10% sure. or so, but it, it does not really affect it so much. Um, that I was super fascinated with, with just your setup because, I mean... You know, we're playing a sport that I'm just coming back to, and then we're playing it at night, and we're yeah. playing it on fresh snow. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. There's no tracks out there. There's nothing. Yeah, it was it's... like 15 degrees, and yeah. there was no soldering involved. Like you just, you 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 hooked these lights up with some electrical tape and some LEDs and like a watch battery on on yep. the top of your car, basically. Yeah. And we went out and played 18 holes, and it was great social distance healthy fun it really was yeah and it was um something that everybody can do i mean if you want to go out and try this it's a great sport i i recommend it i mean it's honestly for me the only exercise i get yeah i walk i mean i i I recently eat a lot at the store and stuff yeah but recently um uh udisc shout out to udisc is is how you can kind of keep track of how your scores are um it keeps track of how many miles you've walked and how many. I mean, I'm I'm at, I've had two hundred rounds this year so far. Damn. So I'm at over one hundred and sixty miles that I've thrown. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's the exercise I get just from that sport. Just from yeah. that sport, and I mean, that's the only ex- exercise I get besides you know walking at work and stuff like that. 
and that's it's a, terrain. It's, you know, that's not on just a paved. Path oh yeah, or a especially through the, you know through the winter. You know, you got to have boots on that weigh, you know, five pounds. Plus, you're trudging through the snow. Yep. It's it's a lot of work, but it's fun, and it's you know you drink beer while doing it, <laughs> and then, and it's it's fun to trade beers. A lot of the people that play disc golf are, um, people in the beer industry. Yeah. So they they bring beers to the course, and I will I'll try beers from people, and I'll trade beers, and it's it's a fun way to try all these new beers from different you know companies and breweries. I want to get in on some league plays this spring, Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying right now, like I want you to. I, I'm in for some night golf, like very soon here. Let's make it happen. Yep. But we'll uh, do it. I'm, I, I love the idea that uh, you know, like it was that old trope, like business is done on the golf course. Brewery yeah. work's done on the froth, right? Exactly. No, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate you said that. Well, and I think uh, uh, next week too, we're kind of going to be doing a just a service industry, mental health, physical health awareness episode for the new year, mm-hmm. and I think disc golf is like a perfect activity for that. Just for like the reason you said, like just getting out there, socializing, talking to people in your industry, outside your industry, different age ranges. I mean. Just from being a casual player, I can tell you that, like, I've seen everyone on the disc golf course from, like, moms in the summer, like, yeah. taking their kids out there to, like, you know. I mean, honestly, one of, one of my best friends is, I think, he's 65 years old. <laughs> and I, I go out with him all the time. And then there, there's different age ranges. There's, um, during league and stuff, there's there's age ranges from, like, 40 to 50 to 60 years old. There's There's masters double masters and there's age ranges for everybody i mean anybody that wants to play it it doesn't matter it's just fun you go out there and you play so yeah so cool that that would be that would be kind of fun i you know i'm I'm a little jealous if you guys want to play if you guys want to play i'm definitely i'm down i'll take you guys out i'll take you out too played this year yeah yeah we we, we played a couple times we we played at uh acorn oh yeah that's right yeah um yeah, that's pretty close to us here in Roseville. Um, but yeah, we should definitely. Is that where we are? Okay. Well, we're yeah. in St. Paul, but it, okay. Acorn and Roseville. I mean, that's. We should sometime uh, maybe plan a trip to meet at like Bent, grab some beers to go, Ooh. and then head over to Acorn and play like eighteen there. Yeah, be a lot of fun. I'd That'd be down. Be fun. Bent, yeah. If they got that barley wine still on. <sighs> they had see a. If I can get some of that. They uh, had a mead and a growler. grapefruit yeah. barley wine on nitro. Mead. Ooh, nice. Oh yeah. Grapefruit mead on nitro, Grapefruit which is just mead. a whole lot of words where I'm like, yeah, I don't even know how the... to describe <laughs> exactly. that. I'm like, what? I literally, Eric told me about that. Like I opened that day. He was, he came in to switch out with me and he told me about it. I'm like, all right, well, I know what my next stop is. Like <laughs> this is where I'm going to go. Next. Still didn't try it. I told him about it. I haven't had it. It's what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm good at that. I'm good about good at telling people he's about a, things to try and then not trying he's them. a hype man yeah, is what hype he is. Well, we were talking about that earlier today you know <laughs> nate, nate strikes golden hip-hop i'm gonna be his hype man well and that and i'm planning on it you know been working at it uh <laughs> but moving along what are we drinking nate uh we've got the da da debility what that, that i'm blue. sorry there's there's somebody shoveling outside, so if you're picking no, up I on just, this, I... I don't think they could hear it, but... 
No, 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 I'm not worried about them hearing us. I'm just... <laughs> it's very <laughs> Fuck them, they're shoveling. They should have done it earlier today. It's just, it's no, it's just me well, being maybe distracted. It, maybe that means it stops snowing. I don't know. I don't know. But this They is... can wait to shovel when we're not podcasting. <laughs> should I yell? I'm going to go out and yell at them. <laughs> open the window. It's, no, don't open the window. It's this cold. is why we bring the guests on. I can't, so they can... I can't reach. I'm not going to do Hey, we're fucking podcasting <laughs> in here. We're not from Boston. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Podcasting. The boy loves his accent. So that's all I'm gonna throw say. Throw some empty Sam Adams bottles at him. Right. Pretend like you're. You just uh, got Sam Adams bottles saved to throw at people. Trying to watch the Celtics game. My boy's podcasting. Shut the fuck up with your shoveling out in the fucking street. I'm gonna fucking throw another case of Sam Adams bottles if you don't knock it off. You sound like the guy from SNL with all the tattoos on his. Fucking body. <laughs> oh, that that's your longest bit. I think that was your longest <laughs> your longest accent that you ever did. It was well researched. Damn. Ah, shit. Very great fruity beer, was, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, let's get back to the, let's get back to the beer. Okay. Yeah. Who's who's this beer coming to us from? Um, I don't remember. You're but... still holding on to that Boston accent a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it's very nice. The, the fucking beer. Very nice. No, that's, that's a boron. My beer. This is my beer. This is my beer. This so, is I'm my, going through process of This is my least favorite it's, podcast. It's not a coffee brown ale. It's not a coconut gold. I apologize. That's my, my co-host fault. won't tell me what we're drinking. You're so, a bad influence uh, on the boy. I know. We've got drastic measures out here. Who? Is this who this is? Oh, yeah, this is drastic measures. <laughs> Okay. Did What's, you say that already and we just missed it? or did, no, I, I forgot. probably said it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love the little... It's a, it's a, it I is forgot. a crawler crate, okay? Yes. There's a little lee- leeway here. See. First of all, okay, this beer, we kind of got distracted by somebody outside. So that... Sure. We can't see him. We can just hear him. We gave the <laughs> shoveler outside way too much attention. Yeah. Uh, I'd rate the shoveler outside one out of five. I give him one... Macaulay Culkin. So, but... <laughs> They've been a lousy guest. Wait, isn't the isn't the guy who shovels in the Home Alone the good guy? He does save the day. Yes. Exactly. He literally <laughs> saves Kevin McAllister's he life. D- he really does. How about Joe Pesci in Home Alone? Creepy, Ooh. right? Pretty fucking creepy. I like the guy. I mean, I like him. At, I, I like they, to think that you know they were to... a little aggressive on him. I I mean I don't want to give him too much grief, but he's a little weird, man. Okay. He dressed up as a cop in the first one to go yes. stake out this house. That's smart. Exactly. That's creepy. No, it's well, smart. Creepy, then but also he robbing knows that homes the only is creepy. Home like... is a kid, or assumes like yeah, he figures out after a certain amount of gigs that oh, it's just the it's just the kid that's home. And that makes him want to get in there more. Like, Why like, wouldn't they shoot the kid and just take all the stuff? That's a good question. But instead, the fact that he doesn't kill the kid and continues to try to get in the house. You know why? Yeah, you know okay. why? PG. They never swear in the movie. That Joe Pesci, pretty Joe Pesci just goes, Heffern the freaking skin of freaking in the whole movie. So he it's never, he never swears. PG. Yes. In he never swears, act, but it's the, a great movie. The kid gets locked in, like, the attic. Okay, but let, let's really dial this in. That like, was his own fault. Everybody gives Kevin McAllister too much, like, credit. He could call the cops at literally any time. But what he chooses his to do... His phone lines were it. not working. Huh? No, 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 no. The phone lines... Like especially in the second one, they were working. The phone, I'm he could have called one. the first one. Okay, first the first one. one. Okay. Well, the phone lines were working. 
he called the cops. Sure. Uh, no, he, the parents called the cops. They came to the house. They knocked on the door, and he hid under the bed. Sure. So, okay. Because he was scared. Fair enough. But he knew that people were breaking into his house. He, he should have shot him. He then, and and <laughs> I'm going to go on record here. It, this is a uh, a pro-Second Amendment, Amendment propaganda piece. Yeah. I once, hope not. Once not the ones. <laughs> basically, once the nanny state gets out of the way, the kid thrives. Once his parents leave, the kid thrives. Oh, he enjoys it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, yeah. How can I hurt these? Does, yeah, totally. He's you, like, I'm gonna bust these guys' teeth out, and I'm gonna throw a pink can in their face. And makes then a big old after he knows, yeah. he, he, he makes a devious. day out of it. You yeah. Know? Records the the voice messages to to. to well, that's the second one, but no, that's the first one. He's no, got the com- just... he's got the oh the movie. Yeah, the movie. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Got the, the voice. He does the thing. fireworks. Yeah, in the in the, the dog dish, or whatever. The... Oh yeah, 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 that but one. But he, he rigs the... up like a voicemail thing to like communicate with uh, the Joe. Pizza... No, the pizza guy. Oh, the that's pizza, right. It's it the, the pizza, pizza guy. guy. It's yeah. the pizza guy. Yeah. Leave the change, you um... filthy animal. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Ryan. I'm glad we you have. Are. I love that they filmed this like fake movie to like play in this movie. Like that's yeah. not a real movie. It's called Angels with Dirty Souls, and then in the second movie, it's called Angels with Dirtier Souls. Like those those aren't real movies. Amazing. The one that he watches in the like right. where he eats like the this big Sunday with yeah. all the marshmallows and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, it's called Angels with Dirtier Souls. That's a real movie, or is it no, a fake it's, movie? No, it's a not fake a real movie, movie made for the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah I maybe. didn't know that. I thought it was a real movie that he watched. Honestly, <laughs> no, some dude doing. I like wanted to go. I wanted to watch that like movie. <laughs> yeah, not very much. Not yeah. real. Take the change. It's al- it's almost like uh, uh, like an old, it's an old mobster flick. Yeah, like it it played. It made sense, but I mean, I suppose it was probably easier to shoot those scenes than find a mobster movie that had clips you could kind of riff off of without having to pay for scarface yes yeah also that that's exactly the scene that they played <laughs> yep but again kevin McAllister is also the bad guy in that movie um he makes these people he makes these robbers granted they're trying to rob his house he makes them run through a full house of horrors versus and then after they've completed that goes and calls the cops how does that make him the bad guy he could have called the cops so he could have done it but instead he waited for them to break into the house trip over a bunch of stuff he fall knew into a lot they of were gonna do that though he knew, he knew they, that they were gonna he do knew that. the guy was gonna go in the basement and step on the nail yeah walking up the steps he knew the guy was gonna get iron to the face and i mean if i had a yeah. hunch that joe pesci was trying to break into my house i'm gonna make him run through hell and back before i actually call the cops like i want exactly joe- and that makes that that makes you kind of the bad guy i don't then. think it does though because at the end of the day it's my house what the fuck is joe pesci doing in my house if i didn't invite him like well i'm not saying bob de niro's not here ray liotta's not here like it's not a big old <laughs> goodfellas <laughs> italian yeah right if it was bob Sagan like- trying to break into my house i'd do the same shit yeah, like, like you probably end up on a show. So I if get it was that. a normal weekend where like all the guys from Goodfellas were hanging out here at the pool, sure. uh, 
probably wouldn't be a problem. But if Joe Pesci's just trying to break into my house at like two in the morning on a Tuesday night. Well, yeah, but like. And, you, and, and if, I see it coming from a mile away. I'm going to make sure he trips down all the marbles. This so. guy's been coming here for three days. So yeah, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going to break into my house. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm not going to call the cops on Joe Pesci. Like, I got this. <laughs> but eventually. he did call the eventually, cops on Joe Pesci. Eventually, I got this. <laughs> so you're going to make Joe Pesci fall down like eight flights of stairs. <laughs> you think it's an area he goes, is that Joe Pesci? <laughs> Fucking try to break into my house. I'm gonna watch Joe Pesci stake out my house. I'm gonna wait for him to come in, knowing that he's gonna break into my house. I'm gonna make him trip down a bunch of marbles, <laughs> fall into a bunch of mouse traps or whatever, and, and then we're gonna the face a really good can. episode of Suds Buds, and he's gonna apologize. And, and then we're gonna call the cops. No, and then we'll make a fifth. And then he's gonna be <laughs> thumbs up at the end. He's like, and he's missing like twelve teeth that <laughs> time. Gotcha. I, oh, and then yeah. mom comes home. It's you know it's a perfect Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's the best movie I've ever seen. In my he life. just had to have been stoked that he survived that movie. Could be wrong, but I feel like he doesn't survive a lot of his movies. I mean, that's mm, yeah. isn't, isn't that the only movie he'd ever did besides Rich Rich? I mean, that's the only two movies I've ever seen him in. No, we're talking not Joe Pesci. Joe not, Pesci. Oh, wait, Joe not Pesci. Not Macaulay Culkin. Oh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I mean, that was like, yeah. can't kill Macaulay Culkin. Does Joe Culkin. Pesci get killed in My Cousin Vinny? I don't think so. <laughs> also, fun fact about Macaulay Culkin. He's in a punk band. Uh, I think that... he was on a... He was on, like, a like TV show. Like, a for real TV show. Like, uh... Maybe? Like, moral of the story is that uh, child Sorry. acting, it, do- it does something to people. Like, if it... Oh, yeah. If you're listening but... to this episode, don't so, become a yeah. child actor. Yeah, but also Beers don't let us tell. Beverage, plus. <laughs> don't please listen to us. Dude. But also, yeah, please don't listen to us. But Macaulay Culkin is in a punk band that does songs about pizza, and that's that. That was the. Band. I can appreciate that. That's yep. fine. Yeah, I bet those band members were really stoked when they're like, Macaulay Culkin wants to be in our band. Yeah, those child actors that you know, who's the guy that was in uh, Stand by Me? Mm. Oh, um, he kind of wants to be Michael Jackson now. Stand by me, kind of wants to be. Yeah, the guy in Stand by Me that was uh, his dad was the war hero in that movie. Okay, so I'm gonna try to go through who's in that movie. You've got Will Wheaton, right? Yep, not him. And then you've got um, is it Jerry O'Connell? Yep, not him. And you've got um. Wasn't one of the Phoenixes in that? It's a kid. Wasn't River mm, Phoenix? Maybe the other one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who the other kid. Uh, um, friggin' uh. I don't have my phone, so I can't look it up. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm spacing on that. No, it's right. Me. This is very much out of my wheelhouse. Anyways, so uh, what do we think about this beer? I, <laughs> yeah, we're, I don't. I don't feel like we talked about beer for a long time. So I don't know, man. I I think this is. I think the fact that we've talked over this beer maybe says a little bit about it. Not as a diss, but like, I've, yeah. I haven't been wild about it. Um, I guess to fill people in, we're drinking a beer from Drastic Measures Brewing Company. It's an IPA. Duh, duh, duh. Dab. <laughs> Sorry, my contacts are starting to dry up. <laughs> Dabling? Dabbling? 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a crawler. It's uh, 6%. ABV 45 IBU. 
Our friends at Drastic Measures and Wadena brewed up a hazy IPA making its debut in our holiday crowler crate. The citrus mosaic-based hazy is loaded with wheat notes, making for a soft body with flavors of ripe citrus and fruit. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't want to make that like as a diss to Wadena, but like we've been talking over this beer, having a good time with Ryan here, loosening up, but um, it's not wowing me as far as notes on Wadena. Had some homies from high school that went up there, and they uh, became electric linesmen. So I know a lot of people have gone through that program up there. Quick program. Make some good money. If you want to climb telephone poles and deal with wires, like, shit, Wadena might be worth checking out. Uh, As far as this beer, um, out of the hazies that we've had tonight, this is for sure my favorite. Is it a Um, hazy? Yeah, I mean... it is a hazy. It is a hazy. it, It didn't say it on the sheet, like, just in the description. It just said IPA. And it does I, in the copy, like in the, yeah, in the I tasting. Yeah, I didn't read the copy. Mm. You should. You should well, always I... read the copy before you do the podcast, Nate. Oof, oof. Here I'm getting lectured. Oof, do the oof. work. But I will say this was, yeah, probably my favorite Hazy we've had. Um, one of my good buddies, he is, this is probably his favorite brewery. Sure. Um, every time we, they go up to their cabin, um, you have to literally drive by this brewery, like, you know, the, like when you're on a big road trip and you have to pass through this small town. And it's on the left side. You can see the giant logo on it. Have they been around for a while? Drastic measures? Yeah. I don't know how long they've been around, but at least the last, like, year, two years. Okay, Yeah, cool. he's been talking about them. Um, I like so yeah. their logo. <laughs> I really do, too. I think the they did. Vice? Yeah. I think they did a really cool, cool job on that. Um. Again, hazies aren't really my thing, but kind of cool. This is definitely my favorite hazy we've got had so far tonight. Um, got that good carbonation level. Still got plenty of flavor. No, it was more grapefruity than I thought that yeah. it was going to be. Yeah, I got I got a good amount of that. Um, I don't know, just uh, also mosaic hops. Um, I like mosaic. Sure, like. Maybe it's just because that's been around for a while and like I can always kind of trust when that's in there. Yeah. But Yeah. Honestly, I want to dive back in for another one, but I think I kind of got my mind made up. I don't know. What are you guys feeling? You guys for got this? Any, yeah. Any final thoughts on this? It's a, it's a good uh IPA. I I enjoy the grapefruit from it. Um I'm not a huge IPA guy in the first place, but I would say this is probably a 3.7 for me. 3.7? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a decent one. I don't generally like IPAs all that much. Um, but if you, because they get so much bitter in into the, some of the back notes of those, this one didn't do that for me. So I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than other ones are. So, uh, yeah, I would say that's it's a decent one. I would say oh, it, yeah. it kind of finishes like almost like biting into a pineapple and that yeah. little like citrus burn at the end. Yeah. It almost like the, the bitterness from the hops almost kind of mimics that where I feel like I'm biting into a big piece of pineapple. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty refreshing. And again, it's got a decent carbonation, um, which really helps it for me. Like, you know, when you get those tropical flavors, you, you want it kind of light, bright. Yep. Um, and that really helps. 
I'd probably give this uh I'd give it a three five. Actually no, we'll go three seven. <laughs> three seven on this one. I would definitely recommend this to people for Hazy's. No, it was it was very enjoyable. Eric? I'm gonna put it at a three four. I like it just a little bit less than um the offering we had from Portage. Okay. I like the Portage one just a little more, a little bit softer. Um smelt. I don't know. That one to me just on the nose was like it was a little bit deceptive. The the last the the one from Portage. Mm-hmm. Kinda smelled like a West Coast, drank like a, a, a hazy. Drank like what it was described as. Whoops. Um this one it was I kinda knew what I was getting into here and not a bad beer, just um not something that's usually hundred percent my jam. But not sure. a bad beer at all. So um yeah. Drastic measures. Drastic there they measures. Are. Well, what do you say we uh crack open another one here? I know uh I kinda flubbed on the last one. I, we mentioned the road trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We never got around to that. Um, while you're cracking open this one, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit? You had a, a road trip this past year that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I went down to Texas for a, a disc golf trip. Um, when was that? It was early in March. It was right, kind of early before COVID started. Okay. So it was. Uh, it wasn't like a scary, you know, as a trip, but uh, right. we went. We went down there. We started off here at about 6.30 in the morning. I drove the entire way in my car um, in one day to Texas. Yeah. How many people did you go with? Four people. We had, uh, we had you know. All just, in your car? All in my car, yep. So we had all our disco stuff, all our uh, luggage, everything in my truck. And in between the, the guys in the back seat, um, we drove. Down that we played, I think one or two courses on the way down. Um, because we left so early, we had time to do that. Did you hotel it on the way down? Nope. Yeah, no, it was one day. So we we left here at six thirty, I think, in the morning. Drove down and we played, I think, one course in Kansas or past Kansas City. Um. It was I cannot not remember the course, but. I mean, it was it was a fun course down there. We played at uh, Cellar Ranch, which is uh, it used to be a rated uh, number, I think, seven course in, in the United States. Damn. Um, it was really fun. Um, right now, I think it's ranked about fourteen because they they've been adding more and more courses um, throughout yep. the years. Um, we went down there, we stayed there. It was really fun because we got to do, uh, we had our own golf carts on the course. That's sick. We were the only people on the course, so we could literally play as many times as we wanted in a row. And we, we had to pay per day. So it was like 18 or 20 bucks a day. And then you kept trekking down to Texas. No, that was in Texas. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was in, that was in so Texas. So you, you drove straight and then you stayed there for a few days? Yeah. We, we drove down there. We, we played one course on the way down. And then we stayed down there for three days, um, and then we drove home and played three or four courses on the way home. And were these all like league buddies of yours? Um, one guy, yeah, one guy does league, yeah. With the other guys, were just casual players I play with. Dude, that'd be sweet. I would love to do something it like that. It was so fun. I love road trips, and 
Yeah, I don't know. My last road trip was probably when I was 20, so it was almost 17 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's nice to get out and finally do something. No, man, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. It sounds like yeah. you hit it at a perfect time. And yeah. Yeah, you went somewhere in March where it was obviously substantially warmer than it was here. So. Yeah, it was kind of kind of cold up here when we left. When I drove home, when we drove down there, it was about 70 degrees. And we drove home, you know, and it was, it was, it was we hit about Iowa when we hit snow again. So it was kind of like, Damn. once you hit Iowa, you're like, oh, crap, we're back to Minnesota again. It's weird that Iowa is always kind of the... It really I've done is. those southern trips, and <laughs> yep. it's like, yeah, it's always Iowa. You're it's like, always Iowa. <sighs> yep, okay, we're back, guys. Yep, you start seeing snow and more of the snow banks and more and more snow. You're like, okay, well, okay, yep. you can't avoid it anymore. Thanks. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you made that trip happen. I think more people need to go out, go on road trips. You know, definitely helps you find yourself. Figure Once out what a year like is and... great road trips once a year just go out and do it yeah for sure 100 percent. even if you can't like afford the time off to like you know go across the country like even just like explore some spots in your own state like i'm i'm minnesota born and raised and there's still spots in minnesota that i have on my list that i want to go i love the north shore i mean that's the best place to go to oh my god yeah Yeah, i mean mean, i've even gone up north and slept in my car for one day and and explored all north shore and it was honestly probably the best two days ever in my life. It was awesome. Nobody nobody else but me. You you go up north, you, you, you see all these things and there's nobody else like if you go in the morning, nobody's in there in your way in the pictures. So like yeah. that's the best thing. You see all these families later in the day. Yeah. So if you if you get up and you get out and go out early in the morning, um you can enjoy these things and you can take pictures of these beautiful places up north, the North Shore, you know, all these waterfalls and stuff without people if you get out early. Yeah. But it's 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 a great state to be in. It's a great, you know, everything about us is awesome. You got to do it. I know we talked about um, last season, the Duluth episode, but that was probably my favorite memory of this year. It was like going up to Duluth, um, hiking Chester Falls, went up there with... Uh, my girlfriend, friend of the Aww. show, Samantha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout we, out to Samantha. Shout out to Samantha. We <laughs> hiked the falls and yeah, ate lunch and it was awesome. It was walk the creek and is it, it Gooseberry or what? Um, so that was actually it wasn't Gooseberry. It was we drove through um, Jay Cook. In the morning, we drove through an off-roading trail. Um, um, uh, Namaji. Sure. Drove through Namaji in the morning, and then drove up to Duluth, got some takeout food, and then went to Chester Falls in Duluth um, by Superior, and actually walked the falls and ate food there, and it was like, nice. it was awesome. It's like one of those exact same things like what you said, like you get up there, you do it early in the morning, you make a day trip out of it, you know, you go where the people aren't, you get some <laughs> good food, you get some good beer, and it's, it's uh makes you just feel awesome. Yeah, no, the last time I was up in that area, um, I was playing a gig up uh, by Madeline Island. Okay. Um, just, yeah, like 10 minutes off the island. Cool. And went over to Madeline Island for a day and, like, just bumming around there. I was like, holy shit, I could spend 
like at least four or five days here and like just brand new sites every day yeah like there and i was talking to a lot of like the people that live around there some of the bartenders and stuff and they're like yeah this is what i do every summer like they work in down south in the winter and then they come up here and they go to madeline island for the summer so they just get the best of both worlds because i mean the island basically shuts down in the winter because who's gonna go to an island in the middle of a great lake in the middle of winter yeah it's beautiful though yeah it's it's worth worth making the trek hell yeah but uh Nate, before we go too much further in this conversation, what are we drinking right now? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, is this a beer podcast? Yeah, I think it is a beer <laughs> podcast. Maybe, I mean, I guess I, I have uh, the script in front of me We've again. got the, the Thesis Project. Love, money, party. I like all those things. It's a <laughs> coconut macadamia nut uh, imperial stout with cacao nibs and vanilla beans. Comes in a crowler. 10.5% ABV, 45 IBU. This imperial stout was brewed with a blend of roasted barley, wheat, and dispelt malts. Cold condition on macadamia nuts. A blend of both fresh and toasted coconut, cacao nibs, and Madagascar vanilla beans. Rich chocolate and smooth vanilla blend. This thesis favorite combination of nuts to transport your taste. Fuds. That's uh, a long <laughs> sentence. Um, let me try that. I'm not going to try it again. You're not going to do that? I, I think you, you owe it one more run here. I'm kidding. You, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'll be fine too. Um, but yeah, it's it's a coconut stout and it's strong and it's really tasty. And I like this a lot better than the last um, stout we had. That one from uh, LTD. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the double chocolate. Yeah, I guess... I don't know. I'm a big macadamia nuts. I don't know what it is like, but that flavor, like it, it's when you eat a macadamia nut, like you don't necessarily like it doesn't register with you like a distinct flavor, but then when you taste it and things like, oh, that's macadamia nut. It's almost like buttery. Yeah, a little bit. My my uncle Greg, he used to live in Honolulu, and he used to bring macadamia nuts back with him, and. Ooh. Man, it's, that's, that's like one of my favorite foods. Like that's something that's like, does not make its way into my cupboards enough, but I could eat it all the time. Um, so fun, fun thing. Um, uh, new guy just moved in to my place, right? And the guy makes these for breakfast. Like I, I normally, I'm like a, a two fried eggs kind of guy, two fried eggs or over easy. And maybe some toast. Makes these giant ass bowls of oatmeal. That's what he does. And he's got like 10 different like bags of nuts sitting on top of like on his cupboard. Like we got walnuts. We got pistachios. We got chia seeds. We got like you just he, he just keeps pouring it in there. And he made me a bowl. I was like, holy shit. I forgot how much I like all this stuff. Yeah. Like, damn it. Too big lifter, dude? No. No? No. He's just Canadian. It's really good. <laughs> That's a really healthy way to eat. I, um, there was a while there where I was kind of like big into hot cereals, borderline hot cereal connoisseur. Ooh. What are we, 
What's our take on Malto meal? Malto meal, big fan. Big fan. Cream of wheat, big fan. Porridge, big fan. Oatmeal's big fan. You add nuts, you add seeds into it, big fan. I lately have kind of tried to deviate from that into more of a smoothie guy. Um, my brother is a big weightlifter, and he's even tried to get me into some more just supplements and just things if you're living an active life or pushing weight, just, you know, ways to really get the the most out of it. Um, and so he's been kind of trying to get me into smoothies and whatnot. And the thing I don't like about smoothies, even with like a really nice industrial blender, there's certain things that just don't blend well. One of those things is flax seeds. Like, oh, no, it's... It, it's you're getting seeds no matter how you twist or turn it. And so it's like... <laughs> I'm kind of going back to that hot cereal thing. Like I can see myself doing like just some steel cut oats, some flax, you know, almond milk, some cinnamon, like that's heated up. Like that's some hot water. Like that's not a bad breakfast at all. I don't know what it is about also just like a warm thing in the morning. Like, you know, like you're falling asleep. Things get a little too warm. Like you got to flip the pillow. You got to, you know. You gotta switch from a comforter to like just a sheet, just to like balance the temperature. Yeah. But then when you wake up, like the warmer the better. You know? Like, warm car, warm shower. Exactly. Warm breakfast. Yeah. Ev- everything else is there. Warm breakfast? I'm all about it. Like. Ryan, you got any hot takes on breakfast food, cereals? You, you a hot you cereal to, guy? Are you, you like... trying to sway him? Hot takes on oh, breakfast? Yes. I'm not. <laughs> so my, a, my like, hot welcome take. Welcome back my... to the Suds Buds Breakfast Hot Takes with <laughs> Ryan P. Ryan's hot take for the day is uh, <laughs> bacon and eggs. All right, he's a bacon and eggs boy. <laughs> Grind it up in a blender, heat it up, and you got hot bacon and eggs oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds terrible. <laughs> That's delicious hot cereal from Ryan. <laughs> On like... to the next segment. Let's not give him a chance to defend his stance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you like hot cereals? I, I love hot cereals. Yes. Yeah? I'm a big uh, um, uh, strawberries and cream. Ooh. Hot cereal. Like Ooh. just the cheapest stuff you can find. Totally. But I it works, it. right? It I always love works. it. Yes. The little little dehydrated strawberries. And yes. Then, yeah. Hot oh. water and they swell oh, up. Man. Sometimes I don't even take them, let them put in the water. I just eat them plain, and I love them. Yes. It's the best. Like (laughs) strawberry raisins. Do you remember the old uh, dinosaur egg oatmeal? Yep. Yeah, they used to melt into into the dinosaur. Oh, my God. It was like you eat all the dinosaur eggs before you put the oatmeal in. (laughs) Yes. Anyways. I'm glad. How do you even get the dinosaurs? They end up in my gullet, and they grow into watermelons. (laughs) Throw away the oatmeal. Throw away the oatmeal. Christ. <laughs> no, those are the best. I love that was I grew up with hot cereal. I mean, that was probably my first uh thing as a as a child making. Like I remember oh. Ma- oh, yeah. boil, boiling hot water as a kid <laughs> and pouring it into a into a cup of hot oatmeal and be like, "Oh, I can cook." <laughs> like that was that was my first thing I cook. Like I was impressed that like my parents let me use the stove. Uh, see, your parents were a lot more generous. My, our thing was microwave. Okay. And you know we had like I had this specific bowl where I'm like, okay, I know this bowl, like and I'd read like the measurements on the side, but like, 
you know, with hot cereals, like they swell up a little bit, they get a little yep. too big, and then they'll shrink yeah, down. You never could do it. But I it, still can't do it to this day. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they like. So I had this perfect size bowl, and you know, you put the plate over the top, you'd microwave it for like two minutes, yep. and then you'd stir it, and then you microwave it for three minutes. And like, we had this whole process down. But what we found out is it takes roughly. You know, on those days, it would take roughly the length of one Matlock episode. Oh, if you okay. Watch Matlock. Sure. Yeah. So basically, breakfast took you know twenty minutes. Twenty three minutes. Yeah. yeah whatever minutes. an episode is. Yeah. Mat Matlock was our breakfast timer. Okay. It sure. was good. But we are big multi meal family. Oh you know, yeah. You got the chocolate multi meal on special occasions. Yep. I like mm the plain multi meal. Then I added honey to Ooh. that one. Yep. We were big uh, chocolate with like a marshmallow in it. Okay, sure. Mostly because like it made the fun swirl. Yep. You know, oh, I did could... that with the honey too. So oh, okay. you had you had to do that that full <laughs> uh, like start from the outside and work your way in. Yeah, like an old timey like commercial on how to mix food. Where you're yep. just like, yeah, giant giant wood spoon mixing it all up. Yeah, you had to use it with like kind of like the diabetes guy. He did. The, he was the, he was the multi meal guy. Before he was the diabetes guy. I don't know if that's... Is that true? Yes. Is it really? Yes. Holy shit. Yep. The diabetes guy? Diabetes, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. He was the multi-meal. He goes, it's the right thing to do. You should eat multi-meal. <laughs> like, that was the commercial. That's wild. I had no Wilford idea. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, it's Wilford Brimley. Yeah, uh, 100%. Diabetes. 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 <laughs> Actually, it's pretty crazy. Like He was the multi-meal guy. Yep. So... And the biggest, yeah, the big thing was he goes, it's the right thing to do. I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. I but can't think of a better I trust him that. for my news. <laughs> yep. If you like Joe Pesci, uh, uh, <laughs> Diabetes, uh, Wilford Brimley, or Hot Cereals, please feel free to email us at uh, sudsbudspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know you appreciate what we're doing. Or, uh, or buy the Crowler Crate. Buy the Crowler Crate. It's Certix. still available um, yeah. from Beer Dabbler. Find it at Certix um, or on BeerDabbler.com. And, uh, yeah, hit us up on Instagram. But uh, It works wonders. It works wonders. Do we have a score for this tasty beverage? Mm. Did I even try this yet? <laughs> he was very enthralled with the, the hot what is, syrup. What is this one? This is the Macadamia Coconut Nope, I did stout. not try this yet. From... Thesis Beer Project. I like coconut a lot. And I like this a lot better than the other stout we had. We've had we've had two stouts now. We um, had a porter. Did we have another stout? Well, maybe we did. Well, no, we had the, uh, the coffee stout. Wasn't that a coffee stout? We had a double... Double chocolate... Oh, yeah, it was double chocolate milk stout. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I like it better than the porter, the the peanut butter porter and the milk stout. I'm gonna gonna, put, they did a they did a really good job on this. Um, three five for me. There's a lot of good things going on in this beer. I don't know. The where is thesis out of again? Um, you're gonna have to check the can because I do not have. Oh, it. Annandale, Annandale. Yeah. That's yep. right. No, no, no. That oh no, was, that's that spilt, spilt grain. grain. That's spilt grain. Um, 
Sorry, Nate's trying to read the can here. Uh, in the meantime... Oh, oh shit, that's Rochester. Rochester, the okay. Another yeah, Rochester. Rochester. Yeah. Represent, represent. I, I always forget how big of like a, a booming scene Rochester has for breweries. Like, hmm. it, they were kind of a little late to the game. I, I shouldn't say that. There, It was a little slower startup, though. But every brewery I've seen come out of there has just been fantastic. I mean, we've got... We've had two of them tonight. We had Little Thistle, which is, I think, still your current favorite. Right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And then we've got Thesis, which is, this has also been a fantastic stout. Really good. Yeah. Represent, represent. Maybe maybe the theme song, closing song for tonight by Mr. Nasir Jones. Nas. Represent. <laughs> I really want Tough Boys being like that closeout sound too. Rough Boys running the streets. Yeah, it's uh, Ryan. Feel feel free to just be honest here. <laughs> Great. Hope, hope that's what you're doing the whole time. But uh, have you I listened am. to any of our episodes yet? No, All right. I honestly <laughs> never have. We 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 like so, to play anyways. with uh, a little tunage. Okay, what so. do you, you want to sing? Let's sing. <laughs> What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We like to usually have our guests sing on the show. Um, what exactly? We could get him. To so, do anyways, we could be like, That's Thesis Brewing. Uh, fun fact: My buddy owns the bar across the street from Thesis Brewing. No oh. kidding. Oh. What's Beetle, it called? Beatles. Uh, Beatles. Uh, bar. Yeah. Beatles Bar. Well, it's, if you're in Rochester, Beatles, Beatles Bar and Tavern. Yeah, it's right across the street from uh, Thesis Brewing. Yeah. Well, hang out at Thesis, and then when they last call you, just get on over to Beatles, get some grub. Yeah. Hell yeah. Stuff to go uh, in these times, or if oh. you have a patio, maybe chill out on the patio and warm yeah. up with a you know, burger and a beer or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. That, that patio drinking is, uh, it's been weird, but people have been real into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. weirdly into it. I mean, we have gotten a lot of support. Last month, or yeah, Monday? We hit capacity. Jesus. I hit, I hit that 100-person capacity on a Monday outside in the middle of winter you're on not, a patio. You're not talking yesterday. 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 I hit capacity yesterday. Now, do you guys Jeez. have um, to put a tent outside, or how do you have people out there? So, we've got a lot of, um, just a lot of, like, propane fire pits um the tower heaters and then ice house heaters has actually kind of been our saving grace um just those little like fire lamps you attach to the top of sunflower heaters yeah yeah um those have been huge i mean as nice as the fire pits look they don't put out much heat i mean when you really boil it down like they're aesthetically pleasing but propane is more of an efficient fuel so like it just burns clean. Yep. Not too much heat comes from those. Like a wood fire pit, that'll put out a lot of heat. But there's a lot more going on there. Um but these like propane specific heaters, those really get the job done. So if you brave the weather and you're going to a patio, don't fall for the fire pit. Just just get a heater. It's much better. Go to the heaters. Go to the heaters. Much better. Excuse me, had to get a yawn out there. Oh. <laughs> wasn't wasn't bored by Nate's heater talk. Talk <laughs> talk all about your heaters. Thinking about just sitting by a heater, nice and warm, cozy. 
feels nice. I feel like we should turn the heater on on this patio. Drinking it's a, a little chilly over here. Drinking a, a thesis project crawler. What do you think of this, Ryan? What, if you had to score it on the old five star scale. Oh, um, let me get one more sip. I would probably give this a, a three point eight. It's uh full body I mean it it hit it's a full bodied stout, it's thick. I like I like it. Um it's not my style all that much, but but I I, I would still rate it as a higher one because it is it's a good beer. I think they did yeah. It was a well done. And also like whenever coconut's in there, like I'm a little more lenient. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, coconut. All right, I can deal with coconut. I, also, I love coconut. What would you say? No Eric? lactose. What would I say? Um, I'm gonna give it a three five. Okay. Just because I like coconut, I like macadamia nut a lot. I think it's hitting, it's checking a lot of boxes for this guy. Um. Yeah, really, really solid. I almost forgot how big of a beer this one <laughs> was as I was drinking it. Definitely doesn't come across as hot as some of the other beverages no. we've tried. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like it. 3-5 with comfort. Um, Nate, what do you think? <sighs> Did I not give my rating already? I feel like I, I had one in my head. I don't think you gave it. Oh, all right. Um, I'd probably go... Four, yeah, I'd go a solid four on this one. Um, again, not particularly my style, but I just think that they did a really good job landing all of the notes that I'd want out of a style like this. Yeah. Like, I'd drink one of them, I'd move on to something else. But, big fan of that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for the Thesis Beer Project Love Money Party. <laughs> Also love the name. 4.1. They got the name. 4.1. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll add an adjustment here. 4.1. Hey, marketing is the game, all yep. right? Well, I'm doing some uh, basic arithmetic here, we're going to go to a quick little break, and we will come right back for our final two beers of the show. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You are listening to Suds Buds. We are back here finishing up our Crowler Crate review. And next up, we have a beer from Bad Habit Brewing Company out of St. Cloud, Minnesota. Actually, wait, are they are they St. Cloud or are they St. Joe? St. Joseph, Minnesota, I think. Can we get a confirmation on that? I think they are. I'm pretty sure Bad Habit's a, a hometown brewing for me because I, uh, I grew up in Cold Spring. I think St. Joseph is the home of bad habit well nate's pulling that up um we got tasting notes here brewed with roasted and chocolate malts and infused with a train load of wabagon cold press and kinder coffee the coffee brown ale from bad habit is perfect for cold weather slightly sweet with notes of chocolate that really help the coffee flavors pull through all aboard the polar espresso i said espresso espresso i love the name it's good. Uh, yeah. Polar Express. Polar Espresso. It's good. Like I said, marketing is 90% of the game. Was it St. Joseph? It is. It's got to be. Oh, it, it does not say on the can. 
He's having a real the, tough time finding it. I it's I do like that they call Crowlers the big hall can. I, I it's got to be on here somewhere, right? Probably brewed in Minnesota. Uh, drink local. Uh, yeah, St. Joseph, Minnesota. Perfect. Where the hell was that? Right here, Nate. Or is the copy and the cans better than you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited to dive into this one. I they just recently got a new tap room. I believe two last summer, maybe two summers ago. Oh, but yeah, shit. they expanded. Um, didn't move too far, just like few blocks away but um yeah nestled in there near uh st ben's and milk and honey ciders is not too far down the road actually the i've had one thing from milk and cider all right milk and honey and um milk and cider that could be a podcast <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> just gonna i'm gonna go on record saying that's a bad idea yeah but I do remember Milk and Honey having a great cider that was in one of these crates. I think it was the first crate that I got. Um, their season one. Shit slapped. Shit slapped. That, that is my official endorsement. Word, words from... <laughs> official endorsement from Nate. Um, yeah, I... Honestly, I feel bad growing up in that neck of the woods, I wish I had more to say about this brewery, but this is probably the first beer I've had from them. Yeah. I really don't know much about them. Um, but it's not bad. I like coffee and I like a good brown ale. So this is kind of meeting both worlds right in the middle. I know last season I tried uh, the coffee duck pond brown ale from Jack Pine mm, when we yeah. had Patrick Sunberg on. And... Um, mm. That was a really good beer. I'm not sure what this is exactly going to, like Pat, how it, how it's going to compare. But. Patrick did just release his barley wine, um, for this year, so I will be making a trip up there, because I said that I would. He actually came and visited Baldman, um, like two weeks after your podcast. Hell yeah! Yeah, he came and visited. It was a uh, it was a cool time, um, and I, I didn't. I mean, because, you know, we didn't see him, so I didn't recognize him. Um, but we were just shooting the shit, and he brought up some interesting things, and, like, how one of our hot blends kind of tasted like dill pickle. Like, not in a bad way, but, like, it tastes like dill pickle, and he wanted to know what the blend was. And he's like, yeah, well, I, I run Jack Pine. I was like, and then I looked at, I did look up at his tab, and I was like, oh. Oh, shit there he is it's the guy <laughs> it's the guy very cool very cool small world see what i mean you mm-hmm. just never know um yeah again i don't know how mine compares to that one because i don't have it on paper in front of me but i'm giving this one a 4.2 it's really solid i'm oh. tying it with uh arbiters schwarzbeer <laughs> yeah yeah schwarzbeer um, for this one, I'd probably give it like a, a three, three. Um, Mr. Tough guy, tough boys running <laughs> the street. I drink a lot of coffee and I drink a lot of beer. And, um, I mean, it, it works. Um, I don't know. It doesn't hit either note all that well for me. Like I, I don't know. Maybe if I had it. Earlier in the night, it would have been different, but it's it's 
it's a fine beer. I like them. But not my favorite coffee beer that I've had. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Ryan? If I were to rate this, I would say probably a 3.2. Um, not a huge coffee beer coffee beer fan but it's uh it's definitely it's a decent one um yeah it's just uh it's a solid it's a little bit bitter Mm -hmm. um not crazy like some other coffee beers i've had but it's it's pretty good i i do like how light that body is um but sometimes with coffee beers i I, with the uh, double shot double black that we had from Bent Paddle last week, mm-hmm. that beer like that hit all the proper notes for me. Like it yeah. was, it had all the smoothness of a good cup of coffee, but with all of like the the beer parts that I'm looking for. Um, and this one's close. It just kind of tastes like a light version of that beer. Totally, no, hundred percent agree. Thank you. You basically nailed it. I I feel weird kind of tying it for Arbeiter's Schwartz beer, but just since I don't really know how to measure that style of beer, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to have to tie the two. But I feel like 4-2 is both strong scores. I mean, that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole point higher than, than Ryan. Yeah. Damn, Ryan. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. You don't have to never <laughs> apologize to the Suns, buds. I mean, nothing just... I mean, apologize to me personally, out but me. like, don't apologize to the suds, buds. <laughs> Just giving you shiz. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, solid scores around on that one. And our final beer, closing out the show. It's about damn time we finally gotten here. We've survived. Hey, yeah. Ryan, you're alive. Who I'm says alive. it takes a week to get through this? <laughs> Nate, you're alive. Alcohol is a twenty-one plus beverage. We're closing Please it out. Please drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. We're closing it out with a brewery that I know nothing about. Copper Trail Brewing Company. Uh, out of Alexandria, Minnesota. It's a coffee, coconut, golden stout. The Caribbean dream. Don't let this beer's light straw color fool you because this brew is a trip. After the first sip, flavors of berry and coffee come through. Both from the hops and fresh cold brew coffee. The final stop on this mental vacation brings in all the coconut flavors with the coffee set on a bed of flake coconut and hints of coconut rum to round out the overall experience. Ooh. It contains lactose. Wait, this has wait, lactose? No, 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 I fucked up. It contains coconut, no lactose. There's a yeah, lot going okay. On there. It contains tree nuts. Okay. Now, I've actually been pretty excited about this one. Um, I hope this... we have no peanut allergies in the building. If we did, they'd probably not be doing so well by now. I was talking to somebody uh, a couple days ago about just how off uh, or how extreme peanut allergies are. Like, where you have to mention that this has tree nuts in it. Like, this is not, this is not lactose where it's... Um, I mean, how do you how do you even phrase that? Like, it is just such an, a severe reaction to something that seems commonplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like peanut oil, peanut anything is in a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, but allergies for that is so extreme that you have to put it in. 
True. Like, I've never, you've never seen a casual allergy to peanuts. No. No, it's, it's an all or nothing kind of. Most people that, yeah, most people that have that kind of allergy carry an EpiPen with them. It's, yep. it's, it's pretty severe. I actually got suggested that I carry an EpiPen with me. Really? Uh, turns out I'm very allergic to amoxicillin. Okay. Which is a very common antibacterial in hospitals. Damn. Yeah. Like, I was... The way I found out is I was prescribed amoxicillin. And, uh... I blew up like a tacky Valentine's Day balloon. It was... I wouldn't say a highlight. It's quite a descriptor. <laughs> the ER doctor said it was an impressive reaction. And jokingly i asked if i should get a tattoo on my arm that said no amoxicillin and he said probably wouldn't be a bad idea do it dude that'd be so badass it's such a weird tattoo do it in like a cool like scratch font so it looks kind of metal <laughs> and maybe do it in a way where like you can't read it looking at it but neither can the people looking at it <laughs> i feel like that doesn't help anybody it just makes you look real badass. Like if my if my tattoo can't be read by the people that might be giving me that amoxicillin, I feel like it kind of loses the point. Maybe, maybe slightly, <laughs> maybe slightly. Who knows? Who knows? Who's to say? But uh, yeah, here we are. Look at us. Ooh, our final beer of the evening. We made we made a lot of work, or we we made a lot of lot of distance here. I don't know what we made a lot of, but we drank twelve crawlers, or we've dented twelve <laughs> crawlers, and that's, that's fully a, drank is the. Uh, it's a feat in and of itself. Judge us. I don't blame you. I'm judging us right now. It's ow. Yeah, I'm judging us right. You're now. always your harshest critic. Yeah. Um. Wow, you organized this thing and you put two back-to-back coconut beers? Hey, this is a lot different than the last one. It is. The golden ale or the golden stout versus the milk stout. I mean, you taste that. You you get all of the flavor of the nut. Like, (laughs) okay. All the flavor of the nut. Don't look at me like that. No, 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 no. You keep talking. I'm curious. So, the golden flavor, or the golden coconut, it's a, it's, a, it's a golden stout. You get all the flavor of the nut. Yep. Then what, Nate? What about after the flavor of the nut? Well, I'm just saying it's a very prevalent flavor in this beer. The nut. The nut of the coconut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you get that, like, the, the butter. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, where, like, a macadamia nut has like a, a weird buttery kind of flavor to it. Yes. Coconuts kind of got that. Sure. But when it's in a chocolatey stout, it can kind of hide. Yes. Hiding the butter of the nut. <laughs> I feel like you really want to make a joke right now, and I'm not going to let you get there. No, I'm not joking. I'm just uh, I'm, well, I'm trying to follow you. I think I I got you, though. I think I know where you're going. You're trying to bait me into something dirty. For those who, you know, have been bathed into a visual podcast, Eric has a shit-eating grin on his face. No, no. I'm just sitting here (laughs) with my hands in my pockets, just smiling. 
Like a kid who just robbed a Target. <laughs> Jesus. I've never robbed a Target. I don't think I would have this type of face if I robbed a Target. I've got too much guilt. Like, I cried when I stole suckers as a kid. I'm not... I'm not hard like Who that, dude. Who steals suckers? That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't... I'm not a thief. I'm a... I'm a... I'm a... Just a normal everyday guy. I mean... A normal everyday guy who steals suckers. I guess. I mean, once knew a dude that got blacklisted Actually, from the Shields from stealing fishing lures. That, that, did you really? I, oh, I did. You, I knew oh, a guy. Okay. I knew a guy. Knew a guy. Pictures taken and shit. I'm all oh, security and whatnot. Like, not, not I always cool. kind of wonder how that works. Like, getting... Because, like, I've heard that, like, you can't go into, like, any of this, like, for a chain anyway. Yeah. Like, you can't go into these stores anymore. Correct. But like if you were to like be a cup like a state over like especially before like facial recognition cameras are I mean they're becoming a little more commonplace, but not over over the top. Like how how would they know? You know what I mean? Like they yeah. kick you out maybe if your card runs. Right, and I mean the turnover at those malls has to be so insane like you can't just like have a picture of somebody up and i don't know i'm saying like i wouldn't recognize everybody if they were on a wall like how is shields gonna know to deny service to the person that showed his junk to a person working at the sabaro <laughs> like <laughs> and i, I mean that like, seems like a weirdly specific instance I, i'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying like i'm thinking like i'm thinking like strip mall right yeah, or not even strip mall, but like, Just like local mall. local mall. You know, everything's inside. It's like yeah, there's so many shops. Like, you got a you got a American Italian American fast food place next to a dude that's selling knives out of a cart next to a dude that's selling Nokia phones out of a cart next to a Shields. <laughs> like you, you telling me that they're all in cahoots? Cause I call bullshit. I call. I call. I don't know, man. I used to work barnacles on that. I used to work at a watch stand in the Fargo Mall. You're telling me that the knife dude, the dude sharpening hey. knives in the Crossroads Mall, All also I'm happens is, to know the woman selling fudge in the t- second level of the Shields. All I'm saying is, there's a weird amount of connection, like working in a mall. You know, nobody really likes being there. I agree. And so, like, I don't like shopping there. It, it was more one of those things, like, all of the the friendships in those malls were based off the idea that we all just kind of get the employee discount. Like, as long as you weren't abusing it, but, like, you'd essentially get the employee discount in any store that was in the mall. Like, that employee would get it for you, you could get that something for them. Shit, you swing over to the food court and all of a sudden you've got... Like, two free sides for anything. Um, so, yeah. it. I don't know. It was a lot of fun working there. Um, I sold a lot of watches. I slung a lot of watches. Slung a lot of watches. Yep. A lot of bad brands that I don't endorse. And that's slang for nothing but slinging watches. <laughs> Actually, um, there was a blood. lady at a Boost. That we had a Boost mobile store. That looked like sideways across our... I was in a kiosk, more or less. And this... Uh, there was this lady that was always there. 
my good employee of the store and uh she accused she called our owner accusing me of stealing money from the register and so like basically she was watching from the side angle accused me of stealing money turned to this whole thing i did not steal money from it good yep and you don't strike me as a thief. No, and she uh, she got fired from Boost Mobile, which I don't know if that's a hard thing to do, but uh, she did get fired. So I that mean, was nice. A little mall justice. If she's going to accuse a guy that looks like Jesus of theft, I think that says Thank a lot you. about her. Thank you. But uh, I suppose moving right along, we got some <laughs> reviews to get in for this beer. Um, we just wrapped up drinking the Copper Trail Brewing Company's Coffee Stout golden stout or coffee coconut golden stout a lot um, of words i love golden stout though i thought it was pretty solid i'm gonna give it a four i'm gonna give it a four even i like that it kind of threw me a little curveball with the golden stout i like the coconut um yeah it's all things i like but it's not my favorite beer of tonight's show sure. but it's up there um yeah four oh Actually, that's a, that's a pretty good good route there. Like, uh, golden, I don't know, I, I love a golden stout. Like, I've had maybe three of them. Like, local three. Um, but it's just a style that is just fun. Because it's different. Like, I, I still get all of that flavor from a stout. But everything's just kind of on a lighter note. Like, you're not going to have... It's not gonna weigh you down, um. So I would, I would probably go. I go four two on this one actually. Four two. Yeah, four two. All right, and Ryan rounding it out. Any final thoughts on this one? Um, if I had to say anything, I would say probably a, a I give this one a three. We've had a lot of beverages tonight. So <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh it's we've had a lot of beverages. I've kind of met my peak of everything. <laughs> Pun intended. Ain't, ain't that the, ain't I that uh, the truth. yeah I take a break. Let's just say. Uh, <laughs> but, no, it's uh, just it's an average one. It's it's good. It's good. It's um yeah. I think I kind of feel the same way. It's it's not knocking my socks off. It's uh, but it's solid. Um, <laughs> I think final tallies for tonight though. Um, my favorite beer of the evening was Little Thistle Brewing Company's Scottish Ale, The Brave Woman. If you're in Rochester, you can get a hold of that beer, or I think you still got time if you're listening to this as it's dropping on Thursday, is that New Year's Eve? Yeah. Yeah. Um, still got a chance to get the Crowler Crate from Beer Dabbler, so find it at Certix, check them out online, but that's my favorite from the crate. And also, um, you do get two free glasses with that. Uh, they hey. just added that to the, the roster there. So, some beers you can't get locally, plus a couple glasses, plus supporting a local business. Just a big brain move. You got the insider tip right there. Um, for Nate, his favorite beers were Little Thistle's Scottish Ale, as well as a tie with the wheat wine. From Spilt Grain Brewhouse, if you had to make a tiebreaker, Nate, or do you even want to make a tiebreaker? I regret nothing. Um, 
But I'd actually probably give it the spilled grain. Nice. Yep. Shout out spilled grain. Uh, they are in uh, Annandale. Annandale, Minnesota. Yeah. We, we had a lot of stuff tonight that we kind of grazed over that I wish I could have gone into more detail about. <laughs> I, I've got stories about just about all these cities as a Minnesotan, as I think we all do. But yep. um, Ryan, our guest for tonight, you can find him at Liquor Barrel. Your favorite beer for tonight was... Hang on. Nate, you want to give me a little drum roll? No, that was just a, a, a I thought it... Are you gargling? <laughs> um, Damn. Ryan's favorite beer was the wheat wine, also from Spilt Grain. Yep. The False Hope from Annandale. He Great knows beer. what's up. Um, yeah, you can find Ryan at the Liquor Barrel in Golden Valley. Um, he's yep. there most mornings. If you're a, a new brewery on the block that wants to try to find a new account, you can find him at Liquor Barrel 9 to 5 weekdays. Ryan, anything else you want to plug before we get you out of here? Uh, no, I should be good for now. <laughs> <laughs> love to hear ryan Thank we appreciate you. you joining us ryan peak you can find him at liquor barrel or on a disc golf course near you that's all we got for tonight it's another episode of the suds buds in the bag thank you for joining us take it easy drink responsibly and have a happy new year's also buy a crowd recording shit slaps <laughs> Woo! Woo!
he's gonna hate editing that part. <laughs> he's gonna be listening to it, like thinking he knows where the cut is, and it's just gonna be like, he's like ten right. more. <laughs> what a, I gotta pee so bad too. <laughs> <laughs>